This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. If you'd like to join them, head on over and support your boys. And uh, also, um, tr- channeling Travis there for a second, Duckstream, December 17th, 18th, and 19th. Catch the fever. <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are beginning our discussion of Fallout 4, which is an open world RPG developed and published by Bethesda for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2015. Who decided to call it Fallout 4 and not Nate and Nora's Infinite Slaylist? <laughs> Those are the canonical names of the characters. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that a couple days ago, and it's been hanging out in my head. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I normally I normally frown on bringing uh, uh, pre-written material to a rap battle, but I'm going to allow too, it. Dude. Yeah, I, I hate it when I do that shit. Um, I've no, done it before. Uh, and, none of us are none of us are free of sin. Let's. Uh, I'm going to put a. a Typical watch out for fireballs caveat at the beginning of this. Ooh. Uh, we're not going to get everything in this because it's real big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, and I, you know, I played through it. Uh, you know, I now played through this game like two and a half times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've not seen everything in it. Uh, so if your favorite thing is left out, don't be offended. Cool. Uh, just, you know, this is not quite, it's not even a survey course. We're going to cover the main quest and the side stuff that we get to mm-hmm. and the non-marked side stuff that we get to. Yeah. So just, uh, you know. Uh, be cool. Um, <laughs> in this game, you play as a character known as the sole survivor. You are a person who is cryogenically frozen by vault tech on the day that the bombs dropped in the fallout universe. Mm-hmm. You woke up uh, in 20, uh, 2287. So it's a decade after fallout three. Yes. Yeah. Um, and your mission at first is to uh, locate your kidnapped infant son. Sean uh, was taken while you were frozen. Uh, you were, you're woken up briefly. Uh, somebody yoinked him and uh, killed your spouse. Uh, and then you're unfrozen sometime later and you venture out into the Commonwealth looking for your son. The Commonwealth being uh, the wasteland of Boston and its surrounding area. Uh, but then you get kind of wrapped up in the intrigue of the different of uh, the different factions uh, kind of vying over this space. Yeah, uh, specifically uh, the Institute. Yes, uh, this is kind of a boogeyman. In this mm-hmm. area, because they have created these lifelike androids they call synths. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes clear that the Institute has something to do with Sean's kidnapping. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about all their articulation. Um, you may remember the Institute from Fallout 3. 
Yeah. Uh, really weird that they foreshadowed this, <laughs> you know, and like it was, it was more strange that it's in Fallout 3. Yes. Uh, and they decided to follow up this quest line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a real cool quest line that like is one of those rare where rare instances where you have people from another place who are kind of giving you a little bit of like a preview of the source book for what happens, mm-hmm. you know, for the, you know, Fallout Universe New New England uh kind of expansion, you know. Uh, yeah, the East Coast. Fallout. Yeah. Uh, and so it's really strange that everything kind of concerns this like weirdly Blade Runner. Can you trust your eyes? And what are the implications of artificial life? Uh, kind of uh, yes. g- g- kind of deal um, up here. And seeing how everybody deals with that is pretty cool. Also, going to start this caveat here. I know there are people who think that this is dumb as hell. Uh, people are, it's a, it's a pretty divisive game, especially on the story side. I'm, I like it. It's fine. I really enjoy this game. So if that's, this is (laughs) in in any world, this is a good video game. (laughs) Yes. You have to divorce, divorce yourself from the internet urge to compare everything to other things. Yeah. Especially, uh, divorce yourself from the urge to compare everything to fallout new Vegas. Everybody did. It's a different team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, and you'll 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 you're setting yourself up to be miserable. Yep. <laughs> you know the same thing with Dark Souls. Any of these big tentpole games that are just mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. If everything is like, well, the combat isn't as good as Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. You're just you're you're choosing to never be happy again in your life. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, these companions aren't as good as the ones in Torment. <laughs> I, I had to get over that. Yep. You know, and and getting over that made me a happier person. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know, of course they're not as good as the ones in Torment. <laughs> yeah. You know, duh, Gary. Duh. <laughs> Duh. You know, like, and and you know i i allowed myself to be real mad at the companions in fallout 3 because they're mm-hmm. absolute horseshit they're bad and the uh the ones in new vegas total redemption mm-hmm. the ones in this not nearly as good but yeah. but fine still like, good if, some yeah. elements of your video game can be fine yes <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just this weird yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing in the discourse and i say that as like i think i have my fallout bona fides right you know right. in terms of, of fandom like the thing that i will concede to people who get cranky about this is that this is a shitty fallout game <laughs> like this whole bit of uh you know synths being real and stuff that mm-hmm. is that is not very fallout that does yeah. not feel fallout to me at all um, you know, there are like the mission choices and the kind of quest design and stuff in this are, do not respect, mm-hmm. you know, the things that fallout is good at. It's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dressed up as fallout a little bit. Yeah. And its own thing is pretty good. Yeah. Like I, this, this is the first time I played this game and really took it on its own terms and I yeah. had a really good time. Yeah. It, like uh, it, it, you know? It's, it's its own thing and you can see where the, you know, like we're going to put it where we're going to put a lot of our emphasis in discussing, especially in the generalities. You know, I think that even if this is, you know, failing to carry the torch of like the things that hardcore fallout fans really enjoy about this, this is still really good post-apocalyptic gameplay. Right. Like they they have put so much emphasis on the actual material of the world and changing the way that you look at it and can shape it and how you can shape your character based on how you harvest from the plenty from the plenty of the before times. Like that is that is such a thing in post-apocalyptic fiction, you know, and previously it was like everybody else had done that for you. Um, and mm-hmm. you pretty much just fed into that economy by looking at things, just, you know, comparing value to weight and then selling it to them here, you get your hands dirty and you actually like make those choices. And I think that that is such a huge deal in this. 
the the, the what it is is it's the first uh, Fallout Bethesda, Bethesda Fallout game that feels like a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. In that you are the most important person in the world, mm-hmm. and you are going to shape destinies. Yes, and stuff. Uh, that feeling never came across in Fallout One or Two. Like you do heroic stuff, but you're kind mm-hmm. of just a schlub, and the yeah. universe treats you like a schlub. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with in in New Vegas. You're a pawn. Yeah, you know, like you end up doing good things, but the universe it, it there's a hostility to it that's very key to to Fallout. Mm-hmm. This is Bethesda. You're the king of all the factions. Yep. You know, you, everyone just bows to you. You get made the president of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if you went into a store and they're just like, you're the general manager now. That's Bethesda. <laughs> right. You. It's their weird trick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's that with a Fallout skin. And because of that, you reshape the world and move forward, which is a like a theme of this this game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you, you can you can nitpick about how well the game performs that theme yeah or how deep it you know handles that theme and i would i would argue not very mm-hmm. but it's still very satisfying to to engage with it and it's something new to the series and something new to bethesda mm-hmm. uh, i think this is hands down the best uh bethesda video game oh yeah um i love morrowind mm-hmm. uh morrowind has tons of just absolutely like has worse bland requests than this does mm-hmm um, and it has that kind of hostility to the world, but this has that too, I think. Yeah. Um, and does that pretty well. Yeah. No, no, the, um, the, 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 this lives almost entirely in the hands and that is not a bad thing to me. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we say Bethesda game, um, you know, for people who, who don't know, Bethesda does a very unique thing, which is they <laughs> create a gigantic, huge world that you explore in first person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are doing a fallout, most of your, your combat is gunplay. If you're doing a, a Elder Scrolls, you're doing mostly through melee, um, even though you, there's crossover for both. Mm-hmm. And it's just about having this gigantic space, yes, to be in, yeah. Um, and this this just that's a cool space, mm-hmm. good ass space. It's it's, uh, it's a it's a really well designed space. Uh, like yep. kind kind of stomps the capital for sure, and the Mojave. Oh, yeah. the capital is dog oh, shit. The, the capital fucking like, sucks. <laughs> yeah, like so so many subway tunnels. It's like yeah. just flat land or subway tunnels and nothing in between. Yeah, con- 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 congested con- <laughs> congested uh, great like great grid of the city that is mostly like big walls of you know scrapped cars that oh, are cars. That are walking yeah, in. yeah. You can't go through hallways, car hallways. Yeah, like, car hallways. I hate you know. In the first time I stepped out of Fallout Three, it was very impressive. Mm-hmm. When revisiting it, it's just a big brown flat plain, yep. you know, and it it kind of sucks. Yeah. This has so such a variety of space mm-hmm. to go to. Like there are there are swamps and yeah. there are different levels of city, like different uh like little villages, mm-hmm. a full city. Um you get the glowing sea, which is like a whole that's thing that's yeah. super incredible. <laughs> uh, you know, the coastline is really fun. Yeah. Like yeah. going up on the coast, those, there's always like, cool shit. Those flooded cities like down in Quincy. Yeah. 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 Which pronounced Quincy apparently. Uh, I, I'm not gonna try and do the whole accent thing. I don't know. It's not an accent. I think I think that's just how they pronounce Weird. it. That's Nobody's right. doing well, an accent. They're, in the they're game. wrong. Yeah. yeah. I you know uh, if you're from if you're from that area you you write in and call Cole a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you, you accuse him of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but but it's it's this diverse tangle of of of, of spaces that that are just pocked with all of these incredibly well done dungeons. You know that yeah. are either you're going to be directed to through your quests. You can just walk into them and do them. There are radiant quests built into this uh, that will yep. direct you there, and you get experience for doing that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about talk all all that jazz. And one wh- of the things about the Bethesda trick is that uh, when you're not in a dungeon, when you're just in the overworld, mm-hmm. there are long portions of the game where you're not fighting anything. You're just wandering around looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing to fight. You're just like, oh, here's a shack. No. Like, what's in there? Oh, mm. you know, just level loot. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> the, the, the play space of what is possible is kind of limited. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that you're playing, like, explore is a primary verb in this. Yeah in a way that is not true and and i think is is supported better than say a skyrim yeah uh because of the density like people live in these spaces in, mm-hmm. in skyrim you find a cave yeah in general like what's gonna be in that cave some skeletons uh, maybe you a know, necromancer like a, you know one yeah, of the like sub factions like maybe that cave will turn into like a dweamer ruin you know if you're lucky yeah like the, the you know the or and you'll get down to the mushroom zone which mm-hmm. is like the one breathtaking moment in skyrim <laughs> Um, but the, the, this, there's just kind of a density to it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's tied into the mechanics really well, which we'll talk about when we start talking about crafting, which is a huge part of this. Yeah. Um, all those things you kind of have to be on board with. Yes. To like this, like if you're just like, I'm a fallout fan, I like the, the themes and kind of stories that fallout tells you might not like this mm-hmm. exploring a big theme and getting over what is actually a pretty easy hump of crafting. Mm-hmm. Like as somebody who is non-crafting like yeah. her, uh, this I think sings. Yeah um yeah Yeah. so uh, you know there are any number of similarities i think in the way that this handles uh that are real similar to fallout 3 and new vegas that you know you can we've covered those games uh, on detail both of those got month-long treatments back when we uh back when we did them um so we're not going to like talk about every single thing that used to be uh we're going to primarily concern ourselves with like the big changes uh, that are that, that are present here because I think that uh, you know we're assuming a certain uh, kind of a, a certain knowledge here and also mm-hmm. if you've only played Fallout Four you can you can discern what those used to be like by talk by you know uh, hearing us talk about the differences as well yeah uh, so yeah so let's uh, so Vats is back mm-hmm. baby uh, the Vault uh, Vault Tech augmented targeting system assisted mm-hmm. targeting system yeah um, this allows you to pause the game put it into super slow mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and target a specific body part uh, to shoot automatically. Yes. Yeah. So um, you can use your action points uh, to, uh, to you know, to pre-program a couple of shots that then play out in slow motion. Um, different guns require different uh, amounts of action points and things like that. Uh, big change here is that critical hit, critical hits no, no longer happen randomly. Instead, it's like mm-hmm. a limit break almost. As you attack, you fill up a meter, and the speed that it fill up fills up, I think, is based on your luck stat. Uh, and then it's something mm-hmm. you perform uh, manually. So you want to like save this up for a boss or for a particular moment when uh, you know it's going to make a big difference. Like I need to uh, cripple the arm that this uh, guy's about to hit me with, right? Yeah, I was going to say every uh, individual thing you can target in Vats has its own HP. Yes, and if you run that out, you can you can damage uh, a specific body part, which will affect the enemy. You no longer in Fallout Three can you make somebody you know drop a weapon? Yeah, uh, which is really cool. But you can make things limp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, make it things uh, ruin their perception. Yeah. You know, through messing with their head, you can blast off bits of their armor, things like that. Yeah. 
Um, because VATS no longer pauses, it just slows down. There's a bigger emphasis on actual like real-time gunplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made that much better. Yes. Uh, the gunplay in Fallout 3 in New Vegas is, you know, uh, ends up being a huge complaint to people who play those games because they're mm-hmm. kind of dressed as first-person shooters. Yeah. Uh, but they don't play as well. Um, it's much better. Yeah. Now. They uh, they got id and to help tune it. This, uh, you know, was finished up right around the time that uh, um, uh, Bethesda acquired them. Uh, or Zenimax mm-hmm. acquired them. Uh, so that, that's good. You get a shooter team in to help tune up your shooting, uh, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, uh, it, it, it is satisfying. Uh, some guns I wish had a little bit more thunder to them, uh, but generally yeah. uh, like aiming down the sights is, uh, is, 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 is good and fun. Um, this falls apart just a little bit when you're fighting boss enemies with a ton of HP, uh, you end up getting into kind of unsatisfying situations where you're, you know, if you're not choosing your weapons correctly or like acknowledge recognizing that this is a boss, uh, emptying clip after clip after clip in and, and barely, uh, shaving down their HP, you know? Yeah. D- damage resistances end up being very important. Yes. In Fallout th- 4 and you have to pay to make those visible. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of finding those through trial and error is something that video games have done for a long time. And I've always thought that sucked. Yeah. You know, we're like in the middle of a fight. I'm supposed to consider that I'm not doing damage and then cycle through my weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I never think that's a good solution. Yeah. Once you get the, uh, the skill or the perk that allows you to see damage resistance for different body parts, mm-hmm. this goes a lot smoother. Yeah. Uh, the game doesn't tell you this by any means. I'm not like excusing it, but you can figure it you know, figure it out. Yeah. Um, and the rhythm of switching in and out of bats, vats as you refill your action points is something that I, it adds like, like a straight up like shooter. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're just shooting. There's no slowdown. There's no cover. You're shooting. It's doom. Um, needs to be very fast and enemies need to be very weak. Yeah. Uh, for that to, to work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of the rhythm of going in and out of vats, almost like an augment similar to like a cover system yeah yeah in this uh and it, it's it's not fast and furious or anything like playing rage or something like that it's it's slower mm-hmm. it's it's doing what vats has always wanted to do which was to be a a bridge between turn-based and real-time yeah so what i end up um, doing is like uh you, you know expending all of my action points you know making very specific shots against powered enemies where it really matters what i hit them with mm-hmm. and then using the time in between either to uh reposition uh in order to uh uh, you know, get into a better spot, especially for cover. Uh, in order, mm-hmm. uh, there's no cover system, but you want to hide behind stuff and get higher ground, etc. Um, or um, using that time, just taking pot shots at weaker enemies uh, who are yeah. acting like mosquitoes, right? Yeah, or toss a grenade, or you know, command your uh, companion to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And there is a rhythm to that that I find really compelling. Yes. Um, you know, a, a shooting gallery where I'm choosing from these options tactically and then kind of a scramble to support that first option, mm-hmm. um, is the rhythm that the, you know, the gate, I naturally, a groove I naturally fell into yes. the HP bloat is not as bad as the end of fallout three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I didn't replay fallout three for this. I'm, you know, I'm never going to replay fallout three again, <laughs> but the, uh, I was researching stuff about it and remembering broken steel and how, yeah you would just run in, there'd be like a scorpion and it would have more hit points than anything else in the base game. <laughs> yep. And you would just have to like empty clip after clip. That happens pretty rarely here. Mm-hmm. The HP bloat is better handled. If you're hitting, uh, you know, it's not even hitting weaknesses. If you're avoiding strengths. Yes. With your, with your damage type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about this crafting thing because it's probably the, 
like for something that is created whole hog for this, it is probably the primary system. Oh yeah, no, it is the it is the very beating heart of this game, and I fucking love it. Yes, <laughs> it's it, it again. It took me a while because I don't like crafting. Like that's part mm-hmm. of my gamer identity. Like I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It, when I came to this on its own terms, uh, enjoyed it a lot more. Yes, uh, and there's a lot to talk about with it. Yeah. So the huge biggest change is the way that this uh, um, uh, crafting uh, to me changes the loot system. Mm-hmm. You know, you are now a scavenger. You know, going through the world trying to find things that will help you survive, you know, and you're looking, it changes the way that you look at everything because every single lootable object, pretty much with a few exceptions, can be broken down at your workshops or at your settlements, which we'll we'll talk about later, uh, into their component materials. And you learn very quickly as you try to use those, which are more valuable and which are more useful. And that changes the way that you like walk into and analyze the space. Yes. Uh this is this is a game where, you know, money is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh but typewriters are more of a thing. <laughs> yep. And uh, microscopes. Microscopes. That, <laughs> yeah, you got to get the microscopes, got to get, you know, the, those lamps. Um <laughs> you realize, you know, you can get these treasure chests that are full of level uh level loot and there's going to be some kind of pipe pistol in there. Mm-hmm. But next to it there's a little red toolbox and red toolboxes always have glue. Yes. You know, and and you want that. Um, And this is only one half of the equation, Mm -hmm. you know, or one part of the equation. So we have that uh, as the need or or the value, rather. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the the placement, um, which is diegetic. Like, it makes sense for there to be these ruins everywhere. um, And you define the things that survive. Like, lamps aren't going to work, but Mm -hmm. you can pull a screw out of them. Yeah. Um, But you can't, this isn't enough. Like, you also have to start modding your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's man- I, one thing I wish this game did differently was ex- you know express how mandatory that is. Oh my god, it's the way that you get stronger. Like your your experience yeah. will change your base stats, but I, don't, I mean that only does so much for you. Like there's, there's yes. like every, you know you've got your little meat core. Everything everything that you <laughs> that you put onto your little meat core uh, needs to be changed. Needs to uh, kind of be elevated in order to keep up with the curve because just leveling is not enough. So it, so it ends up making, and we'll, we'll talk about how this ties into to leveling when we talk about the level system mm-hmm. in this, right? I think that is like a fairly major flaw in the game that it's just treated as this optional expressive bit of play. Yeah. But the entire game is built about it, around it. Mm-hmm. I think that is a flaw. Yeah. You know, that it's, that sucks. It is Once a failure you know of communication. It, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- failure, failure to educate uh, and set expectations for it. Once you know that, though, you have this really pretty fun array of customization you can do for weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the expression comes from. Uh, every weapon, you know, you can like, Hey, this, this pistol is really good. I wish it was a long gun. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, give it a longer barrel and a stock Yeah, and you can increase the range, you know, maybe not as much as a sniper rifle, but you can mm-hmm. really make it pretty good. Put yeah. a scope on there. Uh, and now, Hey, you got a stew going. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah all the armor mods are like the this supports stealth this supports mm-hmm. like scavenging this supports melee combat yeah this supports a, a better defensive value mm-hmm. things like that um that's really cool like yeah. you you get a a level of control over your avatar in this game that i think is pretty rare mm-hmm. uh in games 
um, down to this exact level. Yes. You know, getting it down to this this level of granularity. Mm-hmm. And especially like unlocking the ability to get new mods is such a huge deal. You know, any number of those mm-hmm. perks that will uh, kind of uh, expand your menu. Right. And yeah, the breakpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Those. And like figuring out um, how to address gaps in your coverage, I guess, for lack of a, of a better word to say it, you know, saying so like, okay, mm-hmm. I know that I, I, I really enjoy playing this game, looking down the sights. I can customize like my primary weapons to be, you know, to, 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 to have better, uh, accuracy and damage when I am, when I, when I am, uh, uh, aiming down the sights. However, you know, there are oftentimes, you know, ammo for those weapons is pretty rare. And also, like, there could be things, you know, like, okay, I need a weapon to deal with, like, bloat flies, uh, you know, large numbers of enemies uh, that are going to be, like, re- really close or, like, unleveled feral ghouls or something like that. Well, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be I'm not going to be dealing with those at a distance because they're always going to be running at me. I'm not going to be looking down the sights. I need something that I can fire rapidly from the hip uh, that uses ammo that is really plentiful that I don't really care about. Boom, pipe pistol yeah. with this particular stock, with this particular handle, with this particular thing um, deployed uh, just as part of your arsenal. Um, I love the calculation that goes into that to figuring out how you like to play and like what the demands that the game is, you know, is, is putting on you and addressing those demands, not just through my own skill, but through planning ahead and making sure that I am properly stocked for it. Right. Yeah, through 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 expression and and tactics. Yes, or strategy. You know, uh, the other half of this that's that's really important. And again, I think this is objectively a flaw, but it's the kind of flaw that, like you can work with. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, you know you're always going to have access to whatever weapons are at the level you're at. Yes, this is a Bethesda game. Bethesda worlds tend to level with you, mm-hmm. um, so assault rifles don't show up until yeah. you're like level twenty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what do show up, however, are slot machine special weapons mm-hmm. and armor that have a special property to them. And because you can change any weapon to make it what you want, mm-hmm. you're really looking for these things. Yes. You know, uh, you find a 10 millimeter pistol that has unlimited ammo. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you got that second sidearm bit that you're talking about. Absolutely dialed. Yes. Make that as powerful as you can. And then for the, you know, you can make that scale with you and basically have it useful for the whole game. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a really wide array of these effects. Mm-hmm. They're pretty neat. Uh, I don't like that they're not placed in, you know, meaningful places. Yeah, you're not going to no, get something like Lincoln's repeater usually. Yes, yeah, that 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 they do not do in this generally. Um, there are a couple of named specific weapons like that, but mm-hmm. a lot of times you're going to find just them from from special champion enemies. Yes, um, that slot machine element of it, I think, is lame. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but it means, you know, you pull the slot machine enough times, you're going to win yeah, and get something yeah. that you want. And then that uh, version can add some some spice. Yeah. You're never getting a weapon that's like, oh, this this gun fires two bullets at once. That's really cool. God, I wish it was part of my build. Uh, you make it part of your build. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, if you, you you change it. If it was just the slot machine, that would feel like Borderlands to me. That would feel like yeah. Diablo, and I, you know, that the, 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 trash. That 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 is that <laughs> that that does not match my psychographic when it comes to these games. Yeah. Not satisfied. It doesn't uh, it doesn't trigger any dopamine forever. But but because I can make my own fortune by looting cannily and managing my inventory, right? You know, I can mm-hmm. generally get powerful and have things to look at. And then any of these, uh, you know, good slot machine pulls, these jackpots. 
that I get where I get, you know, the, this special melee weapon that does, you know, an extra 50% damage against ghouls. Well, fuck yeah, because I can, you know, X, Y, and Z that and suddenly it fits in. Like, that's gravy. Yeah. You know, that like that, yeah. that that is a ja- that is a jackpot in addition to like just a constant inflow of usable shit. Yeah. Yes. They use the power of them. So th- there's a there's a lot of real synergy in this game, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the uh, so on top of that, you know, having that extra complication, you, you're going to be carrying around multiple weapons. Yes. You know, because you want to hit different damage types because you need different situations. You're also going to be uh, customizing your armor. Mm-hmm. Um, the way this works now is you have a like a clothing layer and an armor layer generally. Yes. There's some things that are kind of both, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and these will work together and they can take different kinds of customizations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a form fitting, you know, your vault suit, if you, you can have that set up to be like insulated yeah. or fireproof, you know, something like that. And then you have individual pieces of armor you can do for your torso, your head and your limbs. Uh, these will have different upgrades to them. So your arm armor Uh, You can do upgrades that, uh, you know, they're weighted. So when you do uh, melee attacks, Mm -hmm. you do more more damage. Your limbs, you can have them increase your your stealth or uh, reduce your action points for sprinting. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Uh, so that that level of, uh, you know, modification is there. The other thing, that, and I wish the game told you this, <laughs> uh, in order to scale with the game properly, you need to basically uh, get clothing that can wear be worn under armor mm-hmm. and st- give that armor value as well. Yes. Through a mod. Uh, otherwise, you will become undo tissue paper in mm-hmm. the end game and in the DLCs. Yeah. Uh, it expects you to do this. You're going to get tore up. Um, yeah. unless you're using the, the next bullet point, look at that. Segue. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're using, uh, the power armor, uh, which you get very early on, uh, this, this again, mm-hmm. like everything else about this game was a little bit divisive. Uh, the mm-hmm. kind of set piece where you, where you get access to this, uh, and a minigun and you take down a death claw, uh, plausibly within the first half hour of the game. <laughs> likely within the first half hour of the game yes yeah. and and you know this is this is feels like it's designed to kill fallout purists mm-hmm. but i've come to peace with this as a message like this is how this stuff works now yes yeah. um and i i will go ahead and again uh fallout bonafides <laughs> i will say this is such a straight upgrade over power armor in oh my god the rest of the series it makes it so consequential like, it makes it it's a decision to use it rather than a default once you get the perk that lets you get that lets you use it well, it was always a perk in like Fallout Three or yeah. what have you. In the old Fallout's, it was just the best armor in the game, right? And and there was a perverse pleasure in like, I'm fucking bulletproof. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, only high end enemies can hurt me. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Here, that's basically what you have, but you turn it off and on as a resource mm-hmm. uh, that you want. Um, it looks cooler. It looks like how it would actually look. Yeah. You know. In Fallout 3, power armor was always, like, really form-fitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like you'd have to be a, a weird bendy man <laughs> to be inside it. Yeah. Um, here, it's big and bulky and inconvenient and <laughs> loud. You have to keep uh, track and, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to take track. Uh, but, it, and it, but it takes fuel. It takes mm-hmm. fusion cores. It takes nuclear power to use. Yeah. Well, we, we, did, um, we didn't say specifically what this is. It's like a vehicle. You climb into and climb out of it. Uh, yeah, so, it's a tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It is a human-shaped take, uh, a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. Yes. Uh, and these fusion cores uh, add as a, a you know a valuable treasure. Mm-hmm. You know They tend to be placed in places that make sense. Like you go to the basement of a building, mm-hmm. you can see where it's uh, like an electrical system is. Yeah. Um, and early on, uh, this feels like, you know, oh, this is too good to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
something I wish the game, the game is trying to signal this to you by giving it to you right away. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people have a hard time getting over this. It is not too good to use. No, no. Um, you should be using this for major dungeons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you eventually will get, I think I ended my game with 40 of them, uh, (laughs) and was just riding in power armor for the last like three DLCs. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you don't, uh, they're not hard to come by. Um, they end up being very plentiful. Uh, just, you know, as a side point, kill the too good to use part of you as a gamer. It makes every video game more fun. Yep. Like you, you will never look back. Play with your toys. Uh, Take them out of the package. Yeah. Yep, play with your toys. Like, do not be that person. I know you're like, oh, but I'm an X-Potion. No, mm-hmm. stop it. If you need the X-Potion, <laughs> use the fucking X-Potion. Yep. There's more, and they cease to exist once you stop playing the video game. Yep. You don't get into heaven because you had a certain number of elixirs in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII in your inventory. There's no rollover potions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, elixirs don't roll over. Fusion cores don't roll over. Just find that part of you. Kill it. Shoot it in its crib. Yeah. Be, you know, uh, be frugal. You know, like maybe don't. Uh, uh, maybe if you're down to your last one, prioritize getting a couple more because it might be a while. You know, if you're going to be if you're going on some runs of quests, but like you shouldn't. Uh, by at no point should you have more than like five of these things. And and even then, if you uh, get to that point, that's still a cool immersive like story. Yeah. Like oh shit, I ran out of fusion cores when I was going to do this. How can I do it without my armor? Uh huh. Like that's a good thing, not uh oh no, that's a fail condition. Yeah, I didn't re- get the good boy points of saving the thing. <laughs> reload that's 4 good. hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to re- yeah, I'm going to reload my save to make sure I No, that that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Like the game, you know, stop trying to optimize everything. <laughs> Gamers, I beg you. Uh-oh. Uh but yeah. this uh, to use these uh, and this similar to armor and weapons is similarly modifiable, yeah, customizable. You'll find different models of it. Um, you find different things you can add to it, including a fucking jetpack. Yep, uh, that is so fun and changes the exploration so much. Yep, <laughs> uh, in this like beelining to things because you can bound over mountains. Yep, and, and highway overpasses is so fun. It's fucking wild, is what it is. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize that that was a thing. Uh, cause I never, mm-hmm. I never looked that far down because honestly I was using most of my, uh, most of my resources. You, you've beaten the game. I've, I haven't beaten the game for this playthrough. Um, mm-hmm. just, should just say, I didn't realize there was a jetpack until I saw the brotherhood using it. And I like legit yeah. had, uh, you know, like a dumbass rise of skull, uh, Skywalker. They can fly now. Yeah. They can fly now kind of thing. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Can I do that? Oh my God, and then, the wings. Yeah. Up. yeah. And then, yeah. and then I realized, oh, okay. Huh. I can do that too. Neat. Well, I'm going to prioritize that. <laughs> yeah it made me even when i didn't want to use my my power armor mm-hmm. you know if i wanted to be more more svelte it was hard to take it off because of uh jetpack yeah uh, i ended up uh for the last uh couple dlcs for it putting doing a mod yeah. that allowed me to put a jetpack on my normal armor yeah yeah um just because you know i wanted to be able to fly around mm-hmm. uh modability also good uh, but this is uh, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, this is a better use of it, as we mentioned. I don't know if there's a, a, a note in it, but I want to do a shout out to the other thing that I think is an absolute upgrade. Yeah, go ahead. To uh, it, which is radiation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot to make a note about that, but yeah, it's uh, way simpler here. It, it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Like radiation has always been the most confusing fucking thing in the world in Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, in Fallout 3 in New Vegas, they made it just be a stat uh, debuff. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, but is a little boring. Yeah. Um, in the early games, it was like a percentage chance of a stat debuff. Yeah. It was really confusing. And there were like glitches you could do to get unlimited stats because it was not well implemented. Mm-hmm. 
Here, it's just max HP. It just lowers your maximum. Yeah. Um, that it's, is really smart. It is immediately visible in the interface. Yep. Uh, you feel the pain uh, when it's uh, when it's piled up, especially if you're fighting something really tough that can chunk your HP. Uh, every mm-hmm. single little bit of that helps. Um, yeah, it's, yep. it is it is an unqualified success. And it plays in with the power armor, too, because power armor is one of the best uh, options that you have for defending yourself, uh, for boosting your uh, resistance against it. It uh, also uh, plays into the weapons, because if you're fighting a human or something that's vulnerable to radiation you if you're doing radiation damage you're essentially doing double damage yeah yeah like by damaging them and lowering their maximum so if you get a good radiation weapon uh which there's a bespoke set there's gamma guns in this Mm -hmm. uh, but you can get that added to other things of course because it's really customizable yeah you will chew through humans yes uh in it and consequently Um, uh when you go up against children of adam uh they'll chew through you (laughs) god those guys are 100 yeah Yeah. they'll fuck you up um it's neat like it, and it's just it's taking you know even as an old time Fallout fan, I have to be like, hey, this is something that is important to the setting and important to the the series. They've never done perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. Like I liked old Power Armor in yep. Fallout One and Two just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was it, there was a satisfaction to that. I think this is more clever ludically. Yeah, and then radiation has never been good, and I have to give you. The worst person you know made an excellent point. I, Bethesda solved it. They did. You know? yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, and the, 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 this, uh, you, you hate to make a, uh, like a, like a, like a blanket statement, but like, I don't know if you solve for play, like a lot of stuff falls into place a lot easier. It, it's, it's, it, it's, it gives you so much, it gives you so much, uh, slack and other parts if the play, like if the play part of it is solved, like find a good mechanical solution for what to do with radiation and it's fixed. Like, well, you know, yeah, like, like what, I'm not, what you're doing I, at I the end of the day is you're playing a video game. Yeah. So the play is always going to kind of be king. And if it's about like modeling radiation sickness or whatever, like is there's is you know, am I going to watch my character pull his teeth out? Like when it gets to a certain point, is it going to keep track of how many teeth I have? Like what's the mm-hmm. like w- what's the impact? Does that make it so I get less health when I when I use food? <laughs> you know, like yeah. this isn't fucking Arma, right? Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it doesn't need to be a. It, it was never a sim. Yeah. In, in this respect. So embracing the fact that it doesn't need to be and embracing some of the abstraction of video games yeah. is really helpful here. Yeah. The other kind of maintenance thing with power armor other than than the cores is it has to be repaired. Yes. Uh, while you're out, so the parts can get damaged. They'll go in a frame. Mm-hmm. Which then uh, they and once that you don't have it, you don't have it. If your if your arm gets busted, it's no longer of use to you. That part of you is no longer armored with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just using your base armor. You have to go back to base and repair it. Yes. Um, so in exchange for all this power, there is a maintenance angle. Yeah. Uh, that uh, kind of comes in exchange for, you know, I think that this maybe was an element of complexity that, that they had to sacrifice for the crafting system. But uh, you're not dealing with uh, uh, durability on your individual weapons or your regular pieces of armor. Uh, limb damage mm-hmm. is still is still a thing here, but you're not going to be, you know, checking and making sure every time you go to a vendor that you're spending caps uh, restoring your weapon. So it does full damage again uh it is just power armor that you are uh again using the materials that you loot your uh your aluminum and your and your steel and whatnot uh to Mm -hmm. uh to to repair it depending on how badly it's been damaged
uh, we mentioned earlier that there were champion monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are known as uh, legendaries. Um, for the most part, they, they have a thing where they say they mutate. Yes. Uh, which is when you run out their health bar, they go into a second phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get more powerful. It's real silly when it's just a raider. Yeah, but like, be, be, comes back to life. Who just goes Super Saiyan and gets like fire yeah. damage on his attacks. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty stupid. Yeah, uh, this is how you get the uh, those pieces of equipment that have the the bonuses. Yes, and this this is your slot machine mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, um, these are in addition to you know something that I really enjoy, which is. Like, you know, they've got a lot of the uh, classic Fallout monsters in this. They they, mm-hmm. they they play differently from each other now. I love that they have different tactics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, mole rats used to just be things that ran at you um, and uh, got close and did melee. Here they burst out of the ground. They actually burrow. Uh, bloat flies will swarm. Yeah. Um, so like each of these monsters has like an interesting like little trick to fighting them, uh, which is very good. Uh, One of the things I absolutely love, I mean, we'll talk about these individually the first time you're under them in quests, mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. Uh, The way the animation on ghouls. Yeah. And now the way they kind of throw themselves at you. Yeah. You know, they they seem feral in a way they didn't before. Yes. When they were just dudes running up at you. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, they, they, I would not be surprised. I mean, this is weird fan theory nonsense, but it reminded me of rage. Oh yeah. Uh rules and that, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was an id. Yeah, I could uh, see that. Thing. You know, I don't I don't know, but they they it's a lot like rage. Mm-hmm. Um the the way they move at you. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the best things about rage. Yeah. Is the animations. Uh let's talk about character building. Uh in this, <laughs> this is also a thing I think is a huge step back yes. in the game. <laughs> this is lame. You have to take this on its own on mm-hmm. it, or on its own terms to get some joy out of it. And I think this is all of your character customization is through that equipment. Yes. Um, I think this general half of the game is pretty uh, limp. Yeah. Like this is pretty flaccid. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty weak. Uh, they, they 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 cut away a lot of this uh, in order to make it. I mean, this is functionally very similar to um, to Skyrim. Right. Where each of your yeah. skills was like governed by a constellation, and you went down like basically a uh, straight tech tree. Um, to get to yes. uh, to get to that here, uh, so you still have a special score, um, and each of your seven stats, you know, do affect some element of play. Uh, but the skill system is entirely gone. Uh, you're no longer investing points in, you know, persuasion or in intimidate or uh, you know any number of the previous guns, things. Small guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, instead, as you level up, you get these perk points, which can be invested in ranks of perks, um, each of which is governed by one of the special stats. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's pretty simple if you have like, if you have, you know, one in a stat, uh, you only get access to the first one and then it goes up to 10, um, as it, uh, mm-hmm. as it goes and you can invest your per- your perk points into raising that particular special stat. And, and these are not, uh, strictly a, a climb, right? You know, the, the level 10 perks are all almost uniformly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reason my biggest problem with this, if this were laid out more sensibly, mm-hmm. I don't think it would bother me that much. My the biggest problem is you're really just doing gun nut, armor mod, you know, science geek, lock picking, and hacking. <laughs> That's the thing, right? You know, like there there's yeah. the, the, there are no there are no builds. There's no specialized build yes. that is really that is really possible here. Um and that I think pairs 
you know, uh, as I about to say, pair pairs well. That is very similar to the changes that they make in the dialogue system. There's no, there's really no way to effectively role play this because there is. It feels like with the way the systems are laid out, you are you are not engaging with this game the way that it is meant to be played. If you are not putting the points into gun nut and scrapper and all those things, yes. Like if you are not using I, this to maximize the the resource game, I, I don't know what you're getting in exchange. There's there's not a lot there, yeah. and that 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 sucks. Yes, that undeniably sucks. Like if if people who were like listening to this episode and were waiting for me to shit on this as a Fallout fan or, mm-hmm. or a Western RPG fan, this sucks shit. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue system sucks shit. Yeah, like we are going to talk about all the ways in which it sucks shit. <laughs> uh, but it it sucks shit. Yeah. Um, you know it it just ends up making this almost like a linear level up system, like Final Fantasy four or something. Mm-hmm. Where like when you get to the level where you can take level two gun nut, there's yeah. nothing else that will have bigger impact on you. There was so no- of course you will take it. <laughs> there was nothing that I was going to do at level thirty other than put the point into pack mule so I could fast travel yeah. while over while over encumbered. There was no other way yeah. to use that point. <laughs> it's it ends up taking something. You know, one of the best things about a role playing game is that mm-hmm. when you're building your character and advancing, you're making interesting decisions. Yeah. Here, you're not making decisions. Yeah. You're making impactful moves, but the obvious, the the right move is always obvious. Yes. Once you get past a certain point, you have a little bit more wiggle room. Mm-hmm. And the things that you can get uh, on top of that do sometimes will have impact. Like you can do shit like, oh, you no longer get addicted to chems. Like who cares? That's a money. You know, it costs $200 to get unaddicted. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a bad use. But, like, things like increasing the damage for your criticals or increasing the damage uh, that you do with a certain class of weapon that you like, that can have a lot of impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just always going to want to get your lockpicking, hacking, pack mule stuff. Yeah. You know, all that stuff done first. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a really bad system. Yes, and I can uh, I can totally understand. You know, when 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 I kind of dismiss how divisive some of the story stuff is in, in this is, or you know, it sounds like I'm being a partisan for this. I totally understand if you know what you came to Fallout for was the Fallout Two and New Vegas style. You know, just deep, uh, deep customization that you could get where, you know, uh, every single choice that you made on the character sheet would be honored somewhere in uh, in, in the in the story. Yes. Uh, I can understand if that's what you play Fallout for. This would be profoundly disappointing as somebody who enjoys both. I can find the joy here. But like this excising, this is excising the heart of the series for a lot of people. And and they're not wrong, yes. right? Again, you have to you have to look at this as it is, not what you want it to be. And what it is is the best Bethesda video game. Yes, with, with a Fallout skin, it is not the best Fallout game mm-hmm. by any means. Like that attention to character build and dialogue, which we're going to talk about, those things are holy, right? Yes. Like that that is a magical thing a video game can do. Mm-hmm. The Lynette boss fight in Fallout Two is holy. Yes, nothing in this game is holy the mm-hmm. same way. I think. Uh, it could, it's great though. It's yeah. very good as a video game, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and you, you don't want to become one of those people who lets the holy be the enemy of the good. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as I mentioned earlier, you're setting yourself up to never be happy. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you know, know and why would you choose that for yourself? Our time on earth is limited. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you ever choose to just never be happy again? Yeah. You know, you I, was, know? That's I, what is. I was thinking about Disco Elysium uh, the other day and mm-hmm. I was thinking, you decided I just love that game so much. And the phrase that came to mind was like, this is what church, this is what church should feel like. You know? Yeah. 
like just like that that that, that, that to me is the just 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 a a, a special time you know that is a, mm-hmm. a, a connection with something higher through art and through interaction you know but like you can't be in church all you can't be a church all the time you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. like yeah uh, you you enjoy delivery pizza and you enjoy frozen pizza yes you know i th- i think you know a good life has both and this is a really good frozen pizza yes and i will not turn my nose up at that no you know who am i mm-hmm. um while we're shitting on this <laughs> um the uh well companions are okay let's talk about companions yes real quick yeah. um they are uh so you get one companion at a time yes uh with you uh and this is they are better than the fallout three companions but significantly worse than the new vegas ones mm-hmm um, they, uh, they, they have personalities like, again, you know, I put a gun to anyone's head and say, Hey, name three of the fallout three companions. <laughs> oh, Fox. You know, and then I start sweating. Yeah Fox, <laughs> yeah. Fox. There was a military robot. There was an angry ghoul. Yeah. There was a raider for some reason. This fucking sucks. You know, <laughs> like they, they didn't have a personality. There were Skyrim yeah. companions, basically. Like mm-hmm. again, name two of the Skyrim companions. You can't do it. <laughs> um, here they at least have a sketched personality and a quest and like likes and dislikes they fit into an archetype yeah no yeah. you know it's it's baby steps but it's all right mm-hmm. you know it's it's better you got real uh, high watermarks yeah. in this i mean i uh, like nick valentine sits with sits with the highest of them for me like yeah nick, nick nick's good mm-hmm. like nick is really interesting curie's pretty good there are some good ones yes um they're not like nick is the weird story based one mm-hmm. like you can tell they put all their effort into nick yes yeah like the 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 big story DLC for this is entirely different. If you if like if you bring Nick, he has a big part in it. Yes, like Nick is important. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, it's a huge drop off to the second most important. Yeah, it's probably like plot importance by dance. dance yeah, maybe, maybe maybe Paladin dance, maybe Piper. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, neither of which are are nearly Nick good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, I've enjoyed Hancock. Um, to, yeah, to, to yeah, to a degree, and like even like even Kate is fine, right? Yeah, Kate, Kate's fine. Yeah. Like, I, she likes to borrow, you know, she's <laughs> a, a little lucky charm. She's all right. Um, you know, and you, uh, the way that the, the kind of difference is they all have a, a quest. They have likes and dislikes mm-hmm. um, with you. Uh, so, you know, Kate likes it when you lockpick things, but she doesn't <laughs> like it when you're mean to people. It's real simple. We're yeah. not Kate Piper. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, very, very elementary mm-hmm. you know uh, uh i want to re- repeat a joke okay that, uh, another person made because i just think it's very funny okay um you know a keldwell gervais video on this uh where he talks about how he's like you hang out with somebody for long enough and eventually they're like you know what you're not like the other wastelanders i've met and you say you're right i have the world's largest sack of typewriters and i want you to carry it <laughs> um, <laughs> very funny uh, joke yeah <laughs> And I want you to carry it. <laughs> like, uh, oh, that's it pretty is really good. silly. Like they'll pull you aside and be like, "Hey, we've been talking for a little. We've been traveling for a little while. Yeah, I yeah. give you a little bit of my backstory." Yeah, it is, it figure it's time we get to know each other, and it's like we've saved each other's lives so many fucking times. <laughs> why, why did you join? You just joined me because I decided to own you. Yeah, in this weird, you know, it's a Bethesda game, so the player character rules the universe. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it's already very artificial, so it ends up feeling silly. Yeah. Um, I, as a caveat, uh, I did not do a lot of companion stuff this play through because I had, uh, automatron mm-hmm. installed from the, the front and I turned Ada into a really awesome tank I wanted to bring everywhere. Ooh. So, so I did some dog meat and some Ada. I did Nick for Far Harbor, but yeah. generally I did, I did not. Uh, previously I had done dance and curie. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and a little bit of Hancock, even though I never finished his uh, loyalty quest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm doing uh, uh, Valentine, Kate, and uh, Hancock are my yeah. primary ones, even though I'm not like playing evil, which is uh, which is weird. You don't have uh, karma in this. It's like just you just have that affinity score uh with individual mm -hmm. companions and it's it's basically just like uh d just like dragon uh dragon age where if you max yeah. it out you get a little you get a little perk uh if you bottom it out they will uh uh tell you exactly why you suck and then they will leave yes maybe taking yeah. your bag of typewriters with them that way <laughs> man that's very valuable you have to hunt them down you can also talk them out of this yeah yeah um, it's pretty elementary. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, again, it, it's not great. It's, it's fine. The, like the, uh, like the nice part will, is you can, uh, you can direct them to do stuff. So like Nick will hack things for you, uh, up mm -hmm. to like, uh, like the next to highest level. Kate will lockpick stuff for you. Uh, that is generally really good. Yeah. They'll give you things as well. Yeah. Like if, when I hadn't talked to Ada for a little while, she'd be like, sir, I get you this. And then she'd hand me like an Abraxo. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> I understand you're a robot. You don't know what gifts are. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and you can get special perks for maxing them out. Some of these are good mm -hmm. you know, and worth getting as well uh, if you're min-maxing. Uh, but yeah, um, let's shit on the dialogue system for a while. This is really bad. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they 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 really screwed it up. They fought, they, they they tried to follow the leader on Mass Effect. Uh, yep. And even Todd Howard says, uh, though he likes this game, he stands by a lot of the decisions for it. Uh, they uh, They ate the booger on this one. I think that uh, I so I'm I'm a, a dialogue tree list prefer over the Mass Effect mm -hmm. system. I've never liked the there's three options, yeah. you know, three tacks you can take mm -hmm. thing that feels really restrictive to me. Yes. It's like better than just a good and evil choice, but it's basically a good and evil choice. Mm -hmm. you know, plus one option doesn't add very much. Yeah. Uh, to me, I I was thinking about this in terms of like. I'm not saying this to, to be antagonistic to you or to be controversial, but like, I think the Mass Effect dialogue system did a lot of damage to Western RPGs. Yeah, I think the um, Mass Effect's dialogue system works really, really well in Mass Effect with that particular world and with the kinds of stories that you can do in that. Um, and also like other, you know, th this approach simplifies it even beyond Mass Effect's approach. There are like yeah, way, yeah. there this are is way, a version of it. yeah, there are that. way more conditionals, uh, in here, but I think that Mass Effect, uh, like the, 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 the greater sin was Bioware deciding to have a voice protagonist, which is, uh, which is the problem here. You know, I, yeah. I think, I think that uh, like all of these simplifications, the dialogue wheel system that you have, that is in service of a voiced, uh, of a voice protagonist and the, nece the necessary stream st streamlining that needs to happen to accommodate that. We, we, yeah. It, it's mistakes built on mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the industry, you know, video games do this where they like follow the leader yeah. in everything. Right. Um, a at some point, they were like gamer. You know, another thing that uh, you know Todd Howard said is like most people don't read your dialogue. Mm -hmm. You know, they just skip through it, and that may be true. Um, but if that's true, that blows. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that uh, I feel insulted by a video game that is like you are too stupid to read from a list of options. You have to have a you know a good evil and neutral button mm -hmm. to press that you can instantly intuitively know what they are. Yeah. Um, that sucks. And you're right that it comes from a voice protagonist, but I have always like voice acting in games is something I think is really uh, a monkey's paw yeah. in a general sense. Mm -hmm. um, your voice protagonist sucks. Yeah. So the, the, the way you get game, around it is to uh, uh, commit labor crimes like they like a CD project red did with a uh, witcher. Right. Yeah. We're, we're a non-voice protagonist. Yeah. You know, they, they say a couple lines, you get the flavor. 
Yep. And then the rest of it is text. Yep. Like, I am not allergic to reading the way that a lot of gamers seem to be. Yeah, it's you know? weird. It's just, uh, and when I say gamers, I'm not talking about you or any, like, probably not our listeners. I'm talking about, like, you know, the people who just have been buying Skyrim yeah. every time it comes out and have just been playing Skyrim as their forever game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a really long time. Like they, they don't want to read. They want to get out and slash stuff. Yeah. Um, I like reading mm-hmm. in video games. Like uh, you know, I'm very curious to play the the Disco Elysium remake with the the voice acting and see how that changes it because I I trust them not to do labor crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to to make that happen. Um, but I want to see how that feels. Like, I'm, what does a voice protagonist feel like in a game with an actual complicated dialogue system? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it feels good. Maybe the problem isn't that. It's just scale. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, so what happens is you have four choices when someone asks you about something. You have these little previews. Mm-hmm. They always boil down to yes, no, more information, and sarcastic. Yeah. And sarcastic is a crime. Uh, it's really <laughs> dumb. It doesn't tell you what that means. Yep. You know? Um, more information is also kind of a, a trap. Yeah, because it might, it might, it might advance it. Like, you know, you may be, you may be saying, I need to know more before I can decide like how I feel about this and inquisitive is its own stance. Well, and it doesn't tend to give you a lot more information. Nope. Like it, it you can be like, you, you can say who are the Institute or whatever. And, and that's fine. Like early on, but there's diminishing returns Yeah, uh, because they did not put the work into having interesting information go in that slot. Right. Uh, there, there's a lot of the dialogue in this game that is not worth hearing. Mm-hmm. So you should just say yes or no. Yeah. And really, you should just say yes <laughs> to everything. Like, yeah. it, it almost should be a JRPG dialogue <laughs> system where you just click on somebody and they say the king lives in the castle. And you wouldn't you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that enough? Wouldn't you agree? And you say yes. Yeah. Uh, it's very frustrating. It's misleading. Like, if you say, you know, you have an, an option that says angry. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't know what you're angry about. Yeah. You don't know if you're angry about like what the person said, if you're angry at the person, you know, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Does angry mean that I'm going to insult this person? Does angry mean that I'm going to express anger at the situation? Uh, like what, yeah. what is this going to affect uh, at the, at the end of this? Um, it's real, it's real slippery. And when the majority of the, the, the decisions don't matter, you know, when most mm-hmm. of the time you're just picking your affect, uh, the times when uh, it will matter and change the way that like a quest goes, uh, g- come up and bite you, you know? Yeah. And this is something that like there are mods to just change this to the, you know, change this, if not back to the way that, uh, you know, the previous games handled it at the very least to show you all of the text of what the character says in the script. So you understand uh, what is waiting for you behind each of the doors that you could potentially open. It, it, that is the way that this always gets uh, when people complain about this. That's the thing that people complain about primarily. And that's obviously a huge problem. Like mm-hmm. having the full text is good. It doesn't yeah. solve the problem though, because the full test text sucks. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a general sense, like there are cool story moments mm-hmm. in this, and there's some dialogue I genuinely like yeah. in this game. The, uh, the, like, not, the, the rooftop conversation is really good. Yeah. It, yeah. It, but it's not stuff that I chose, mm-hmm. you know, and my character is a dumbass chuckle fuck mm-hmm. in this. Like I don't no matter what. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, there, there are things, times like my guy's just giggling at stuff. Like he has no sense of permanence <laughs> or, or space. Like he, he's, you know, like he's, he's a dog. 
Yeah. Like he's basically a dog. I've been playing for 60, uh, I've been playing for 60 hours and I just did a quest where I like got over to Salem and was like clearing out my lurks with this crazy survivalist guy. And one of my options mm-hmm. was, uh, it was like my lurks question mark again, after I've killed hundreds of these things, my guy was yes. like, what the hell were those? Yeah. <laughs> Or like when he laughs, when he laughs at himself, like if you, if you, if you go along with like, there'll be a humor him option. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a really great question that's called like, uh, the last, uh, sailing of the, the, uh, the USS, USS constitution, constitution, yeah. you know, the uh, last voyage of the USS constitution. Great quest. Yeah. Uh, it has these delusional robots. You can say humor them. And I was thinking I would humor them. Like I play along in good faith mm-hmm. because they all have cannons attached to them. And I want to like you know, uh, uh, be on their good side and I like them, Mm -hmm. but you make fun of them. Yeah. When you say humor them, like you kind of go, yeah, right. And (laughs) I'm like, you little douche. Yeah. Like, which is, why are you doing that? Which is wild because like when you're, when you're effectively doing the same thing as the silver shroud, uh, you can play it completely straight. Like, like that's real fun too. Yeah. That's real good. (laughs) It works. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It it works really well. Like it's, it's just dog shit. Yeah. It's this weird, they shouldn't have done it at all. Yeah. It is. It's worse than nothing, mm-hmm. which is is one of the most damning things you can say in a video game. Yes. Like if you just cut, if you just change this to like the people just give you a quest and it's just your choice whether you do it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, they dump all the information into you. Like it would be better. Yeah. Than it is now. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so they, they, they very they, frustrating. They do the simple the simplification, and they also get rid of. The, the the thing that is that was like best about New Vegas to me, which was the addition of all these stat checks, right? Yes. You know, you know, d- dialogue was this crucial time uh, in the game when uh, encounters could be made or broken or skipped, you know, skipped entirely, you know, based on some decision that you had made, you know, like from your you know base special stats down to like had you done this thing before and everything was tagged. Here, it's all boiled down to just a charisma check. I think there's one intelligence. Yeah check in the game that i read about um there's a slightly more than that but not a whole lot more than that yeah yeah they come through you know um, and, and, and that yeah. reduce that reduces the role the, the role-playing possibilities there is no real way to play a uh to play a dumb character in this you know mm-hmm. it, it just it's not it, it's 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 not possible um yeah and so like that possibility space is so flattened and it reduces your ability to navigate situations in in, in novel ways i mean it's not a fatal flaw as a video game because like you know the, the ways that they give you to get around it are good and engaging like fun dungeons good 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 combat but like that is again they're, they they cut out you know one of the beating hearts of fallout to replace it with another one you know it, it's it's not a fatal flaw because you don't spend that much time in dialogue. Yes. It's yeah. not a very social game. Right. Um, it limiting your role playing uh, comes through in other ways as well. So yeah. like, there's not only, you know, you can't play dumb character. You can't play an evil character in this. Right. You can kind of play mercenary mm-hmm. and ask for more money, but you can't do anything other than that. Yeah. Um, and then this also uh, plays into the factions which are all portrayed as other than the Minutemen are all portrayed as arguably good, arguably bad Mm -hmm. uh, in the game. Um, And so there's not, you're not really making a choice with that either. Yeah. You know, it ends up limiting the the space of this. Yeah. Um, You know, it's better than the dialogue system. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You, but it's not, uh, it's, there, there's not as much, you know, comparing this to, this doesn't have very much to do with Fallout 3, which was what if people should have water or whether <laughs> Colonel Autumn should make sure there's no water for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for no good reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, that fucker. But the, the closest thing to compare it to is New Vegas, where mm-hmm. it's multiple factions vying over a resource-intensive land mm-hmm. um, and choosing a philosophical kind of outlook for that. Yeah. Uh, you, sir, are no New Vegas, though, yeah. in terms of how these different factions look at this space. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, part, part of why I'm so sunny on this or why I'm so sanguine about the decisions they made, you know, is that I'm looking at this as a much-improved follow-up to Fallout 3. If you yeah. treat New Vegas as this weird outlier, as this fucking unicorn, you know, then 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 this is such an improvement, uh, like oh, yeah. le- 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 it, leaps and bounds. You know, how could you not improve over Fallout Three? Is right. Like, yeah, people should have water. Yes or no? Like, mm-hmm. if somebody went into a high school debate class <laughs> and they were like, "In this essay, I will prove that people should not have water." I'm the president of you Nestle. Know? People shouldn't have water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or argued either either side of it. Yeah, you know the, the failing grade. Yeah, you know repeat, no, it, the, repeat the year. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like why you can't write a persuasive paper about ending world hunger. You know exactly. Yeah, nobody nobody wants world hunger. Yeah. Right. Um, all of the different factions of this they go a step further than that, mm-hmm. where they all have their single issue voters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know everyone with slightly different tax on the same issue yes which is how what do we do with the synths we've kind of opened this pandora's box um what do we uh how how do do we treat them basically and you know how do we shape society uh knowing that they can't exist right yeah how much how much power Uh, should this should this really uh powerful technology actually exert over us and should that power be consolidated or distributed uh stuff like that uh the interesting part to me is what that what this does to the back half of the game uh, for the structure mm-hmm. for it, making it very nonlinear and like working one side against the other. Part of doing yes. like the yeah. railroad is you, know, you will fail the railroad quest uh, if you do not help out the institute because you need to be on the inside. You have to be, a spy. You have to be yeah, be, yeah, because because the railroad's entire thing is tradecraft, right? So you have yeah. to be inside sabotaging things. Yeah, and that's neat. Like this is your big role playing decision you make in the game is what your attack is on this like relatively small or like one of three philosophies really, because the Minutemen's philosophy is like, what if good is good? (laughs) What if we helped people? What what if there were places for people to live that had water where they were protected from people who wanted to kill them? (laughs) Yeah. They're they're, they're neutral. Good. Yeah. You know, in terms of, of, of of philosophy here, Mm -hmm. there's not really a, a a philosophy behind, like the other ones can be inclusive of that, right? Like you can do that with the other ones. Mm -hmm. The other ones are mutually exclusive and it's very simple, but that is your big role playing decision Yes, in the game. And they made them more, each one has upgrade, you know, upsides and downsides to it Mm -hmm. in a way that made it feel like to me, Bethesda understood that they couldn't do a good and evil faction like fallout three but still did not understand what makes a compelling choice yeah like what makes a compelling trade-off they just knew that there had to be trade-offs right you know it it's it's uh what is what is the word i'm looking for it it's kind of juvenile yeah like it's teenage juvenile as opposed to little kid juvenile though like fallout (laughs) three is a three-year-old's conception of morality right like with no exaggeration like it's Mm -hmm. disgusting uh, this is 
like a 13 year old's conception of morality maybe yeah i don't you know, know 14 maybe like it's pretty <laughs> silly yeah um there's cool stuff within that and we'll talk about those factions as we mm-hmm. get to them and there's really cool ways in which it plays into the rest of the game mm-hmm. you know like the quests that you end up doing the way that they they kind of articulate all that stuff can be pretty good mm-hmm. you know but the actual like bare bones of it it's not very complicated right um yeah so let's talk about the settlement building system because i fucking love this like yeah. not not yeah, we should, the... this is also another big part of the game this is you know if crafting is something you have to do mm-hmm. to play the game this actually is largely optional yes. but there's a lot of joy to be found here if you want to play with that yes yeah i'm not into like the sims aspect of this where i'm building a house and then like filling it with uh uh decorations and broken stuff radios yeah, yeah. <laughs> filling it with broken radios like i also just love like oh i'm <laughs> hey look everybody i built you the shittiest wall it has holes you know yep. <laughs> but everything you built just looks like <laughs> the ruined stuff from before <laughs> yeah it's very uh, and you can get more options for that stuff too it's worth noting uh so i played this with the the season pass okay uh the, the whole game all of it together as we're recording this i think is like 11 dollars. yeah uh, <laughs> and with, with everything that is such a ridiculous steal and the season pass is five dollars uh-huh uh you should get that and, yeah. and solid if you're if you're playing this um you can get better looking stuff yes with that like you eventually you can make better looking towns yeah you can make towns that were not hand built by homer simpson uh if you would if if you would like to uh no what i like is building this up and specializing each settlement and setting up trade routes so that this will make passive income and create resources for me um Mm -hmm. uh, like the i just i I saw this i was like oh no Uh oh (laughs) oh my my appetite for this is one town okay uh, I tend to make one town good. Is that a like sanctuary or do you the castle or what? This, this time I did sanctuary. Last time I did the drive-in. Oh yeah. The drive-in uh, is a big flat layer of land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I like drive-ins. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but the, uh, I, I, I just tend to do one and then do mm-hmm. a lot of little shitty ones yeah. that I give them minimum and just like, let them hang, let them vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, what do we do? We can't build a well. I don't know how to plant a seed without Gary coming and doing it for me. <laughs> you know? Oh, we're so hungry. Fuck off. You little shits. Um, yeah. Uh, but there are landmarks uh, around the, around the Commonwealth. There are these small communities, there are farms, uh, like, you mm-hmm. know, there's like the ones in orchard, you've got, uh, like a, like an old retirement home or like hotel, uh, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. thing, uh, set up and you can, uh, do like little radiant quests for them in order to win them over to your side. This gets you access to their workshop, which gives you the full ability to customize pretty much everything, uh, within the bounds of that place, which means you can go around, scrap all the junk, build up your material pool and start building new settlements, uh, to, uh, to yeah. serve your needs. So start building new structures to serve your needs. And these have stats. Yes. So each settlement has, you know, it needs a certain number of beds, water, food, power, and defense mm-hmm. to ensure happiness, uh, which increases their productivity. It makes them more resistant to attacks, so you don't yes. have to babysit them mm-hmm. uh, and such. And you can make their population grow by putting up a radio beacon. Yes. Uh, different elements of the thing, uh, of the settlement you make require manning. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to have a higher population because, uh, the, you know, these plants aren't going to harvest themselves and these people aren't going to take it upon themselves to do it because again, they're I, sublingual idiots. So I think that food, um, like, uh, harvest and stuff, that is the one job that people will self-assign themselves to do. 
Gotcha. They, they won't build themselves a well. No, but no. they will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to, to, you know, say, "Hey, stand on this pl- defense platform." Mm-hmm. You know, that is your job. Yeah. Um, you know, do this. Do this. Uh, uh, you know, other you know, these other things like man this uh, this, this scrap mm-hmm. um, pile things yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, you can build like a a, a surgery station if you want to do uh, you know custom, a character customization or like uh, build a barber's chair and assign somebody uh, to do that. Um, you know, yeah. and a lot of things require require personnel uh, to do that. In addition to like manning trade stands, uh, which will provide mm-hmm. you with income if you invest in them, um, and also you set up people to be provisioners. Uh, the uh, charisma uh, special perks local leader yeah local leader yeah. Uh, which it's so wild that that is just a perk that you buy that makes this system viable when you set up trade routes again <laughs> yeah. the level up system in this game is dog shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you set up these trade routes any two workshops that are connected uh, will share a common junk inventory uh, and junk is what you scrap in order to uh, craft things and make structures uh, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you want to uh, make sure that you have the you know the most connections while using the fewest number of people, which usually involves mm-hmm. like a hub and spoke kind of thing. Like my, for for me, my main hub is the castle, and everything else mm-hmm. uh, kind of extends off of that. So there's only one uh, only one human in each place that is uh, keeping the supply line going. Um, and that is, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you know, tell people like, all right, you, <laughs> you live up at 10 pines bluff now, but there's only a house there and a couple of plants, but, but I need a provisioner for that. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> so that this is your lonely existence. <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh, something that's really worth noting, uh, about this mm-hmm. is that this is purely make your own fun. Yeah. Um, you get more resources slowly, mm-hmm. but you resources are not hard to come by. Yeah. In this game, like you, you, you know, the famous example of this is you set up a farm to make adhesive mm-hmm. for you, Yeah, which you can do 100%, but you're going to find in every single dungeon, four or five red toolboxes that all have adhesive in them. Mm-hmm. If you're just playing the game on the lookout, you will find everything you need. Yeah. Um, this can make that go a little bit smoother, but there's no, it just smooths out one of the other curves. It's yes. not a goal in two of itself. Yes. It is purely and supplemental. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is a make your own fun sandbox mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Um. And a bunch of the DLCs uh, take this a lot further. I you know putting this out as a caveat because I haven't messed with these. Mm-hmm. Um. But they do things where like you can trap animals and train them and fight them in arenas. Mm-hmm. Like you can build um a really wide variety of traps. Like you can make obstacle courses. Yes. Uh, you can they're, set up, doing you can set up shoot, like shooting galleries. Yeah. I, I'm happy yeah. you said that because like they, they built in like logic gates and stuff uh, with some of the yes. later, like the vault DLCs. So you can make like little dungeons and uh, you know, like saw rooms and things like that. Uh, I, I, I've not seen like a particular quote where they said this, but like, you know uh, they, they follow the leader on mass effect and that was a bad thing for the dialogue system. You know, it's just, it, it, just a bad fit for this. It was a good idea for them to follow the leader on any number of independent survival games um yeah. and minecraft and crafting games uh to bring you know to bring this in here that is uh that that, that is a good way uh for that was a good a good use of their of their resources a good, a good uh, uh kind of a star to follow right uh because and this, this is, is fun. something yeah 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 absolutely and, and this is something too where like <clears throat> if even if this doesn't sound cool to you it's hard to be mad at because it's entirely optional yes yeah um you end up doing a few of them as part of the story mm-hmm you know, like uh, eventually you get to a bottleneck where you have to have some resources and build a thing, mm-hmm. but it takes 
15 minutes. It's it's not hard. Yeah. Uh, to do. So if this doesn't sound interesting to you, you don't have to worry about it. If it does sound interesting to you, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. It has, uh, this is something they would expand on in 76 of all places where you'd have other humans who can go through your death trap. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that's where you get fun things like the guy who like built the maze, and then when you go into the maze for fun, he drops a death claw in it that like stalks you through the maze. <laughs> you know, shit like that you, that you do for expressive play to other players. Yes, here you're just doing it for yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, there's a little less impact to it, you know. But there's nothing wrong with making your own fun either. Yeah, yeah. Um, making myself a nice house is something I do in yeah. these games that I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have uh, things that that support this. So you get like a bobblehead stand. Mm-hmm. Bobbleheads are back uh, in this game, and a magazine rack. Yes, which also you know you find bobbleheads, which give you uh, you know stat, you know skill perks or stat boost, and then you find magazines, which give you individual bonuses. Mm-hmm. And you can put this stuff on display and have your little trophy room. Yeah, uh, really similar to uh, in Oblivion or Skyrim. Yeah, when you get the, the the basis for that. Yeah, and if you don't want to build a settlement to have a particular house, you can just buy one. You can just do stuff for Diamond City, and they're going to give you mm-hmm. uh, like a like a home there, like the house in Megaton, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you will have a base. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about it very much, but all this stuff becomes very key in survival mode. Yes. Um, <clears throat> where you have to eat, drink, uh, you know, avoid your radiation, and then you have to sleep, mm-hmm. and you can only save when you sleep. Yeah. So having um little home homes across the wasteland is very important. Yes. In that, um, I've not really messed around with that very much yeah i, I didn't no. turn that on it looked at it you know you can play new vegas's survival mode like that is only mm-hmm. rough going in the early in the in the early hours the, the, these changes were just a little bit too proud, profound for me um well and i just it's not the main game it'd right. be a different track different thing I, yeah. the way this building up so again uh it's arguable how well this game pulls out this theme in general, mm-hmm. but this building settlements and creating trade routes and stuff dovetails really nicely with the main theme of the game, which is rebuilding. Yeah. Um, it is long enough since the bombs and the fallout timeline to where they want to start looking at the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to do good things for people yes. in this. In Fallout 3, the good thing you did was not blow up the bomb in Megaton. <laughs> Here, you provide homes, food, and water mm-hmm. for for your little virtual idiots. Yeah. You know, like, you, you in, in terms of what you're doing with the, again, all the shallowness that comes with this being a video game full of morons, mm-hmm. you are helping the world. Yeah. You're, you're bringing some order to this chaos. Um, yes, which is neat, especially as you, you know, see like these are scattered all across all across the place. Right. Usually in rural, rural areas, there's some like in the, in the uh, you know, encroaching into the suburb, like you bringing benign civilization uh, to this mm-hmm. to this entire place that for 200 years has been ruled over by Mad Max Raiders. Uh, you yes. know, um, it's been really and in the story, there, there's more to it like that. You know, they were trying to organize more. The Institute was trying to was hampering that. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the it, Institute is patronizing. It has been undercut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and this is all at, you put aside your suspension of disbelief that it's silly that it was 200 years of mm-hmm. people hanging out with skeletons on the ground. Yeah. And you would think you know. that like getting putting the skeletons in one place would be a real um, would be a real priority. <laughs> Imagine exploring that zone. Like the skeleton sea. Oh, the ossuary. Yeah. It'd be I mean incredible. Like yeah. uh, it'd be really good. Um <laughs> but people, you know, your mileage varies on this. Like I know uh, Scott Benson of Night in the Woods 
mm-hmm. uh, fame and Bonfire Side Chat alum, yep. uh, like got a really big emotional payoff from the settlement building stuff mm-hmm. from this. Like played it in 2016, the world was falling to shit. Yep. Uh, good thing we recovered. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was Everything's shit. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and with got like a real emotional payoff for that, which I think is the best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at worst case scenario, it's something you ignore. At middle case scenario, it's fun Legos to fuck around for a little bit. Like, yep. I really liked my little version of Sanctuary mm-hmm. that I cleaned up and made and made nice for my my little morons. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about kind of some of the aesthetics and then the uh, and the, and then the development. Yeah, uh, it's a good looking game. It's really pretty. They 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 made it colorful. I know that that's kind of just a, a lull. Like everything's brown, you know. Observation, um, uh, very, very trite uh, to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, them really leaning in on making things colorful, making things vibrant. It's not just uh, uh you know that, that isn't just a blanket thing. It also helps differentiate spaces. Uh, different mm-hmm. parts of the of the Commonwealth look and feel different. There's a wider dynamic range um, when you make things brighter and introduce more more stuff into the color palette. Um, and it can get dark and grungy and monotone when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do these uh, these zones. Yeah, you know, you you, you go through the, these different zones. Like this is the swamp zone. It's this color. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like this. Like you know, individual characters or models in this don't necessarily look great. Like there's some weird uncanniness yeah. that can happen, but locations I think look wonderful. Yes. Uh, in this, these little seaside towns, like little lobster shacks and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to far Harbor, like far, Har- far Harbor is incredible. Looking. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just absolutely menacing and really new England evil fog <laughs> and his own, um, really great little, uh, weather bits. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like Radstorm Strike. Oh, those are so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they look so cool. Yeah. You know, they look so cool. Yeah. Uh, it'll just be raining, like, mm-hmm. which will add, like, an, a, a mood or an atmosphere to an area. Yeah. You're in. A uh, really good looking uh, game, I think. Yes. And then the places themselves, like, I don't think there is a game that does this kind of scale mm-hmm. uh, to it um, that I have played. Like, it feels smaller than Skyrim, but Skyrim also had large sections of just, like, if if no human has been somewhere, mm-hmm. there's kind of a limited palette of like what an area will look like. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, a forest is a forest. Like yep. I love a forest. Mm-hmm. Walking through a forest is real fun, but forests to me feel very similar. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, uh, having these little towns or these little shacks and stuff like that, having you know, gas stations and depots and quarries and and stuff like that. Yeah. Make for a more interesting sense of scale to me. I mean, it is a designed world. Right. I mean, and not just because human hands made this, it's a video game. It's all fake. Uh, obviously Cole. No, you're, you are going through human designed space either as it was built before, um, the, 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 the bombs fell or as people tried to adapt to the way the landscape changed, you know, um, the, 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 the pathways, uh, that kind of came up like cattle trails. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And th- there are showcase moments of this mm-hmm. that, where they hit that scale really well in a way that as, as a big longtime fallout fan has not been portrayed yeah. uh, before. So like the glowing sea we've alluded to a couple of times, they do a real clever trick. There's this really hostile area that is actually off your map. Yes. Like your map extends past <laughs> its barriers in each direction a little ways. It's so good. <laughs> already a really cool trick like you're going beyond you know it's it's this video game using the language of video games Mm -hmm. to show uh the the danger and otherness of this Mm -hmm. uh and when you go there it is this blasted radioactive 
wasteland that has been described in text boxes in Fallout One mm-hmm. when the Brotherhood says, "Brotherhood says, uh, yeah, you go to the glow and uh, get this thing. Yeah, good luck, buddy." <laughs> uh, which is, you know, I love that moment. But when you get there, it's just text boxes telling you how scary it is. Yes. Here you see it and feel it and hear it. And you have to walk through uh, it. You're in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. You have to make your way through it. And it's a big thing that is uh, full of incident. You explore multiple planes crashed here from their like systems <laughs> going down. Yep. And there's like a, a church that's buried under rubble mm-hmm. uh, that you had to enter in through the bell tower to find it underground. Yeah. You know, cool ass shit like that, mm-hmm. and it just looks incredible. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it is it, yeah. it, it it is awesome in the sense that it inspires awe. The presentation yeah. that is actually selling to you the ongoing devastation of what the bastards above did to us. You know that yes. uh, that, that that screwed us here. This the, the, this wound is still bleeding, and you have to go into the center of it. The the closest uh, that the previous games had ever done to this is the divide Mm -hmm. in new Vegas and the divide had the benefit of being philosophically coherent. Yes. Uh, this, you know, it shows what the bastards before it did to us, but this (laughs) it's also fallout and we're well on our trajectory towards like, aren't nukes fun, Mm -hmm. which is the way that Bethesda is going to take the series, especially with 76. Yes. Where like nuclear bombs dropping is a fun loot event that everybody wants to happen. Mm-hmm. As opposed um, to being treated just, as know, a new original sin, yeah. Jesus wept. <laughs> like is 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 just absolutely horrible. Um, you know, but we're still on that trajectory. But if you put that aside and just be the player experiencing it, uh huh. You know, it has a lot of impact. Yes. Yeah. So that sense of scale is huge. The arrival of the Pride Win uh, is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Commonwealth itself. Comparing that to the DC and Fallout 3 is one of the more damning comparisons to Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. And in terms of scale of damningness, it's like comparing, you know, Mario Odyssey to non-Super Mario Bros. <laughs> it, like the way that Boston works in this yeah, as just a big ruined city mm-hmm. with lots of buildings you can go into yeah, and lots can, of like, little nooks and alleys and, but, and shit like that, as opposed to the garbage hallways of ruined cars mm-hmm. and subway tunnels in Fallout 3. It just, it's, it's entirely different. It's like several levels up. Yeah. It's, it's, you know? it's wild. It is such a huge jump. And like I, I can't think of another like like in series comparison because if you look at um, like the jump from Oblivion to Skyrim, like yeah, the world in Skyrim is you know better because they had mm-hmm. time and they learned lessons and stuff like that. But like it's not like Cyrodiil is that the world that you're in in Oblivion? It's not no. like yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> it's it's it's, so. it's it's not like the world in Oblivion is 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 dog shit like that that is like really that yeah. is still really good and fun uh, to get around you know so like it's not like the sea change that it is from Fallout Three to Fallout Four um, yeah not, not even remotely yeah Th- this is this is uh, that scale on a level that hasn't been done yes you know and Um, i i can't speak to the dungeon design well enough i just i love this i love going into a school i love going into a hospital mm -hmm. again these these design spaces that have been re that have been readapted you know and there's like artificial like you're gonna what you walk in and you see like oh right right off to my right there's a there's a a, there's a door that's chained i bet you once i do everything in here it's gonna drop me right back here right it's designed like a like a like a like a video game level but it is still so fun to go through and like again i've got my little like terminator heads up display looking for those red toolboxes you know yeah 
Well, they also, they put more, uh, they put, even if you're not engaging with crafting, which you, you have to be, mm-hmm. they put in almost every location there is a magazine. Yes. At the very least, which gives you permanent buffs, like it's like a miniature bobblehead mm-hmm. um, or like a mini nuke, you know, something, something that is a fusion core, something like yeah. high level treasure is in everything. So yes. there's a reason, uh, you know, other than just, you know, an extrinsic reason yeah. to explore all these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, they also will every once in a while put something absolutely bonkers in an unmarked place. Yep. <laughs> um, the, the best vault in this game, which generally has shitty vaults, mm-hmm. uh, other than the, the one in Far Harbor is excellent. There's one in the main game that is excellent and there's no quest mm-hmm. for it. You go into a school doing one of these dungeons and you stumble upon a mystery. Yeah. And that is a really fun feeling and very confident. Mm-hmm feeling and like the naysayer is like well oh for every one of those there's 10 that there aren't yeah, yeah. but if, if it was if there were two that there weren't then that would see, feel silly too yeah you know it it's again it, it's it's a you have to take a joy in the minimum of mm-hmm. this like don't let the you know the the good be the enemy of the perfect yeah because like us. the base level is still still fun it's still fun to explore the surface even like a mediocre dungeon in this is intrinsically and extrinsically rewarding both you know yeah that's yeah and you do as much as you want yes like i've never fully completed this and explored over the equation this i played this two and a half times Mm -hmm. like two full times and one time just to get to the dlcs the first time i played the dlcs Mm -hmm. and uh you know at some point i'm like i'm good yeah you know and i and i walk away and i let those mysteries be undone and Mm -hmm. the upside of that is all two times where i came back to this i found new stuff yes you know, I, I just like, I've never been in here before. What's this like? Oh shit. This is pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick while we're doing aesthetics, uh, I want to mention the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Uh, to this, um, they bring back a bunch of old favorites from the fifties music. They also make a lot of additions to mm-hmm. this. I think they listened to the complaints, uh, that people had about new Vegas, even though it was a different developer. Yeah. New Vegas had a really anemic soundtrack. This one is very, uh, pretty deep. Yep. Actually. Uh, and the score is very good. Yep. And there's a really nice classical station. Mm-hmm. And if you are cresting a hill fighting, you know, super mutants when uh, Mars comes on, <laughs> you know, that is a really wonderful moment. Yeah. Uh, that you that you'll get in this game. So all musically, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh even in, even the ambient score is especially good. I don't do it. It's really lo- good. I don't do a lot of um, uh, radio listening because I, I, this is a huge podcast game for me. If I'm being honest mm. with you, uh, I just I just put put on an episode of something and explore. Um, and the ambient mm-hmm. wash is uh, very good at setting moods while being uh, uh, pleasant itself uh, as a as a sound bed for the uh, for the sound effects and also the episode of whatever podcast I'm listening to. This has always been the case for Bethesda games for me. I uh, I always listen to the radio in Fallout games because I like fifties mm-hmm. goofy music. Yep. Um. And and I hear about it. Uh. The three observations I'll make because there'll be no other place mm-hmm. for them. Uh. One. There's a song called like Big Orange Sky or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where every there's a chant part. And I swear to God they're chanting IBS. <laughs> like he's like this is it this is it this is it IBS. And I every time I've like had to go to the bathroom and it's been a summer emergency. <laughs> And my husband walking around going, this is it, this is it, this is it, IBS. And he's sitting down to take a gnarly yeah. shit. That's the, that's uh, the song, that, that's my that's my WWE wrestling intro. Here it goes. IBS. I know they're saying something else, but I don't know what it is. Uh, second thing, uh, 50 Minute Man, which is about lasting a long time in bed. Cool. He says there'll be 50 minutes of kissing. 
or 50 minutes of uh, teasing, 50 minutes of squeezing, and 50 minutes of blowing his top. If you're blowing your top for 50 minutes, you got to see a doctor. Hey, like, Sting. Uh, yeah, you got it. There's something wrong with the amount of cum that's coming out of your body. Like, you have to be coming marrow at that point or something. <laughs> it's, something is very wrong with you. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have a magician's handkerchief situation going on. <laughs> yeah, watch me pull a rabbit on my dick. Uh, for 50 straight minutes. I don't want anything to last 50 minutes. Who has time for um, that? God. I don't even like a full act of sex that lasts much. Like like an hour is a really good amount of time for sex with everything for yeah. me. Because at some point, it's just like I want to do other stuff. Uh-huh. You know? And it's like I, I love sex. I, like, you know, I, the, but it, it's not something that I want to have last forever. I think it's weird. <laughs> it's uh, third thing is there's a really good song on here. Oh, the, I have another thing I want to going to sorry about that okay uh i know I'm, I'm camping on music for a long no, time No, that's fine no it's yeah. uh there's a song in here by skeeter davis called the end of the world which okay. i think is very beautiful uh, i will definitely use it as an interstitial thing when i'm editing and i first played this in the wake of a really serious breakup Ooh. and that song got to me real good hmm. uh it's uh i think that is like a really beautiful song uh the fourth thing i want to say is i like this dj a lot Oh yeah, um, yeah. A uh, Travis who who has a good concept to him. He's not like Three Dog has his charms, but Three Dog is pretty uh, oh. auto, yeah, real aggressive. Yeah, you know, in that. And Mister New Vegas is wonderful, but I I listen to the radio the least in in New Vegas because there's only like seven ten songs mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, Travis, who plays as this like nervous fella, is real fun. Has a surprising amount of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, to him and you can do a quest to make him confident that makes him suck ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of a fun quest. It's cute. Uh-huh. But it ruins your radio. I want to it makes I wanna, him into a smooth operator. I want to do that quest uh but then revert to a save right before it so I can so I can get the experience of doing it uh but not uh but not deal with confident Travis. It's a fun idea. It's a fun idea for a quest. Make it be the last thing you do. Oh yeah. In yeah. the game. You just leave the Commonwealth with, with <laughs> Travis getting his groove back. And then it's like mission accomplished. My work here is done. Yeah. And enjoy um, this slick this slick asshole now. <laughs> yeah. There's this weird sex machine that lives in a in a shed in the middle of a baseball diamond. But the uh, I think that's a really charismatic performance. Mm-hmm. Nervous Travis is really funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Just I, I love the yeah. I love the dead air. Like I hear that and just admit, like Tons a, of dead air. I was like, oh my god! Just like the the hair stands on. Just no, no. <laughs> like the, there are bells that go off when that happens. Travis, stop. <laughs> there, there's a really good bit where his uh, when the Brotherhood are coming, when he's dealing with the fact that the Brotherhood have shown up, <laughs> uh, and there's a delivery where he says, "We're all gonna die." That is stuck in like lives rent free in my head. I love, uh, I love just, when he stops to fact check in the middle of things. Just like, wait, yeah, I need to look this up. It's so good. There's a really good mid midpoint one thing where he's looking for something uh-huh. and he starts talking to himself. He's like, why do people keep moving this stuff? Like just, and it's all on the air. Like all things you would hit the mute button for. Yep. It's very fun. I, uh, I, I love Travis. He is a good and special boy. Travis is, Travis is good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so did you have anything else you want to say about the soundtrack stuff no no that, that that's the sound the sound stuff yeah uh, i had going on oh and the classical station which is not only very good but has a diegetic reason to be there oh yeah yeah i love that um i love that like when i was like who is broadcasting this mm-hmm. like i can find the broadcast for travis yeah and go and talk to him that's pretty fun what is this yeah and then later they explain it i thought that was a clever touch <laughs> uh, it becomes a little bit more menacing yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
Oh. Uh, let's get let's get let's uh, move on from that. That's all the sound stuff we're going to talk about. But uh, mm-hmm. l- listen to the interstitial breaks. I bet you'll be able to tell who edits which episodes of this based on whether there's a vocal song as the interstitial or an instrumental song. Yeah, probably as the instrument as the interstitial. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about development. So pre-production began on this in 2009 after uh, Bethesda finished, uh, finished up the DLC for Fallout 3. Uh, mm-hmm. Todd Howard specifically wanted to spend a little bit more time looking at the world of uh, Fallout before the bombs dropped. That's where we get the cool intro we're going to talk about a little bit mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Uh, full production on this didn't actually begin, though, until 2013 uh, after the DLC for Skyrim was finished. So uh, the studios work on Skyrim to help them with this. Um, they switched from the Gamebryo engine to Skyrim's creation engine, mm-hmm. uh, which is an upgrade. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of details about the kind of visual bells and whistles that are added. Yeah. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that we get from this is that sense of scale, which yeah. we talked about earlier, and this kind of fluidity. Um, we, 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 you had a note for this, but we kind of glossed over it. Yeah. You no yeah. longer go into the Bethesda mode yeah. when you talk to people where it just centers on them. Like, it's much more naturalistic now. Yes. Uh, and I, I, th- that is good. I wish that there was a way yeah. for them to, I wish that was not coupled with the bad dialogue system uh, that was here. Me too. But yeah. yeah. Uh, they toyed around with the idea of having multiplayer uh, in the game, but it was just kind of too much, uh, especially with all the other stuff that eventually made its way into Fallout 76, which I have to admit, I am really curious about trying now. It's on Game Pass, I, I, uh, and, yeah. and they, 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 have, they have like addressed some of the most profound issues, I understand, uh, with some of the bigger updates. I'm curious to check it out. Uh, I, I have, have been curious to go back to it for a long time. Yeah. Like, I get it's a it's a, a MMO, which I wish it wasn't, so I could, at the very least, just mod out all the enemies and just go explore that world. Yeah, yeah. Because a new huge Fallout zone is cool to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially but I mean, like an abandoned amusement park in it. I mean, it not like West Virginia. <laughs> like, yeah. you're not going to get to do that in games very much, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So at some point, I will go back and and check out Fallout seventy six. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I played, I was pretty mad at it. Yeah, no. Um, it was it was irritating, and it was all Radiant Quest, and you get all your quests from a radio. Mm-hmm. I just keep being sent back to the same hydroponics laboratory. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, just over and over and then uh they fuck up the economy to where everything sells for like two caps now oh god and it's yeah it's really weird Mm. like you you sell them to vending machines and nothing like in this like you sell good weapons for 150 caps yeah yeah you know it's not the old fallouts but it's not nearly as like ridiculous it is as it is in 76 yeah yeah i'm curious about at the very least uh it might might be worth like a weekend uh to check out i just because because i because i uh, clued in to what four did especially well and understanding that there is more of it to be found there uh, i'm really curious but at the end of this i'm going to be so fallout fall out it out that i may uh retreat to something else so yeah 100 percent. yeah uh there's a neat gimmick with the uh collector's edition of this uh some of them came with like a frame like a pit boy like a like a, a frame that goes around your smartphone and then goes around your wrist uh, and you had a pit boy app that would connect to the game um mm-hmm. that is a cool idea although i could not see actually that. doing that in practice oh you did it uh, I mean, I tried it. Yeah. Like when I when I first played the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pip Boy that came with it, I ended up selling my big Fallout collection. Uh, the coolest thing that came with it was the case. Mm-hmm. The Pip Boy itself was made out of very cheap plastic. Yeah. Like yeah. it looked too glossy, uh, you know, and kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a fun idea. the The most interesting trivia uh, Easter egg with that I found is that in speedruns of this, that app is really heavily used. No. Oh. Uh, because it allows you to interface with things when the game locks you out. Like you go into glitchy zones. Oh. Um, 
and the app will still work hmm. to do things. But because they want uh, everyone to be on the same level, you have to emulate okay. the app and have it in the corner of your screen. Oh, yeah. Um, speed runs for this game are fucking nuts. I'm sure. Uh, like you. Yeah, it's 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 real fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch a speed run of this explained. Um, if, you, if you're interested, they're really cool glitches. Is there a, is there a uh, YouTube, YouTube guy who has done that? Uh, the unfortunately like? named tomato anus has. <laughs> uh, so I, I was, I was hoping it was going to be that. So I could get you to <laughs> fingers crossed for tomato anus. Tomato anus. That's how I would say. Yeah. He had to change his, he had to change his name when he did games on quick. Oh, let him call it, call it an awful name. Oh no. Uh, but the, he's a speedrunner himself, and mm-hmm. he's commentating his his speedrun of it, and it's it's good watching. Yeah, because uh, he the reason why I gravitated towards tomatoiness in the first place was that uh, he explains everything that's happening. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I want out of a speedrun. I don't really want jokes, and I mm-hmm. definitely don't want like commentary with the chat. Yeah, yeah, you know that's the worst thing that could be. Um, you know, so he he, he does a good job of that, despite. Uh, you know, having that name, that's not fun to say. Tomatoinus. Yeah. yeah. Tomatoinus, which yeah. is much better. <laughs> um, something that is wild about this that I, so I, I got this when it was like 10 bucks on uh, PS4, uh, deciding, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to play this hundred hour game. I'm going to be on my recliner. God damn it. Ended up being a little bit awkward to play with the control, uh, with a controller. So I just, uh, went back to the PC for it. Uh, but what was crazy was you can do mods, on mm-hmm. on on consoles uh this is in addition to bethesda really going out of their way to uh support mods after they saw what that did to skyrim's popularity uh so the fact that you could uh just get them uh on on pretty much anything to uh to to, mm-hmm. to change the game bringing a little bit of that you know um uh, flexibility to a console is fucking wild to me it's really good it's yeah. a hugely good move. Um, I ended up having to tap into this ecosystem because I got stuck in a piece of geometry. Okay. When I was doing the Nuka World DLC, which I find a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't want to poison that chalice for you. It has its fans. Like, tons of people really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've played it now twice, and I find it irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, I got stuck in a piece of geometry, didn't want to redo the quest I was doing. So I set up a mod to fast travel from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what else can I do? And fucked around and gave myself that jetpack. And saw like a wide variety of cool things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these range from you know cheats like you get yourself a ten millimeter pistol that shoots mini nukes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to quest things. To if you don't like how the you build houses out of you know pre war or post war like garbage, mm-hmm. uh, there's a thing that mods in the uh, housing components from Covenant, which yep. is a pre war town mm-hmm. in the game. So you can make your towns all look like that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot you can do. Yeah, uh, I modded in like uh, this is super small, but I, I modded in. Uh, it's called like lower gun mod, uh, where you're not always walking around pointing your gun at everything when you when, when <laughs> yep. you are not firing and when you're not aiming. Uh, you're, you're like you still see it, but it's just like oh, I'm holding it down, like it's actually at rest, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, which which is pretty good. And with bigger guns, that actually like frees up a good amount of your uh, field of view. Uh, I also modded in uh, any time that you mouse over um, uh, something that is made of crafting components you can just see um on the heads-up display uh what material it is as opposed to memorizing what it is so like if i see like oh this will only get me steel that's not worth it um that is especially uh especially useful i also modded in um ammo crafting 
as well. Mm, it's it's pretty it's pretty expensive, but I uh, missed the ability uh, from Fallout New Vegas to uh, to craft ammo, um, and uh, that has been nice. You do it. You've yeah. got a uh, an ammo bench where you uh, make the uh, like the primers and the gunpowder, and then you just mix up the uh, the ammo at the chemistry um, at the chemistry yeah. uh, uh, bench. Yeah. This is something we don't have our notes, but this is probably the best place to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethesda did run into some criticism of doing these mods as being like, oh, we're, they're going to, we're just making the fans fix our game for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, any discussion around this game has a huge part of it that is dominated by talking about glitches. Yeah. That has simply not been my experience. Mm-hmm. So I have no way to address it. Um, I played this at launch. I anticipated it. Um, it ran fine. Yep. Um, every once in a while, there'd be a glitch where like, something silly would happen. Like I was talking to Preston Garvey and a vertebrate fell on him uh, and he just kept talking, but all those things are additive to me. Uh huh. You know, I'm, I'm like, that's a good glitch. Uh, I cannot relate to the gamer psychographic that gets mad about glitches. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't uh, result in lost and in, in lost progress, I pretty much am always in favor of some, some measure of jank. You know, there was just a time, you know, when I had it loaded, there was something that made it. So occasionally, uh, on some shots, some people's heads would disappear, but they were still yeah. talking to me. Like that's fucking, that's great. I love it. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, uh, you know, and if people are running into actual progress ruining ones, I'm not diminishing your experience. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, also it hard to speak so to it because it didn't happen room. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, famously this got like a, uh, Jeff Gersman like reviewed this with that in mind and gave it like a three out of five or something. Right, right. Because he had a bunch of glitches and people, you know, it just, take, to me, it takes up too much air in the conversation and I yeah. don't think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is there to say about it? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish that... It, as gamer Americans, we spent less time talking about that kind of shit. It, it gets into like, uh, and I don't want to say that any criticism of a studio is this, but the, like it, it edges a little bit too far into greedy, de- greedy dev, lazy dev uh, kind of thing. Yes. Like taken to its extreme, that conversation turns into like consumer rights stuff. Yes. You know, and, and I have I, no time for that. Yeah. Yeah. So like if it's just cosmetic immer- immersion basically isn't a thing. <laughs> you know to me so like i don't i don't care if if uh faces are disappearing or if like my favorite one is my master locksmith that i carry around with me sometimes kate uh sometimes i direct mm-hmm. her to go uh to, to go uh pick a lock and instead of going for the knob where the lock is she goes for the other side of the door uh where the hinges <laughs> yeah, are and i'm like ah man yeah. i wouldn't have thought to go there but you'd know, rock on kate <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have thought to walk through the thing dude, yeah no she doesn't walk through she just goes over to like just uh like if the if the knob is on the left she's over on the hinge side on the right i was like yeah okay. oh gotcha yeah. yeah that also works <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I thought she was walking to the other side to unlock it from the other side <laughs> no, which is very no. funny. yeah uh, yeah, that that stuff. I just you know, if you care about that, go with God. I mm-hmm. I could not care less. Yeah, and the idea of like being like I think less of this game because characters' heads disappear sometimes mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. Yeah, yeah. So like, where is your sense of fun? Yeah, not gonna not not gonna say your experience is invalid, but I can't make it a part of my calculus on this because yeah. nothing profound happened to me, and I find a vertebrate falling onto Preston, um, fucking hilarious. Yeah. So it was amazing. Yeah, like it was really good. I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but there are several pieces of DLC for this. Uh, all of which we're going to talk about to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Automatron uh, is a story DLC. We'll definitely talk about that. Yep. And that has story and uh, additional crafting options. Mm-hmm. And Vault Tech Workshop 
um, generally improves the crafting and has a set of quests that I don't particularly care for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that are really shallow. Um, those, you know, I'm not going to talk tons about Wasteland Workshop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is the other one that goes with that. Um, Far Harbor and Nuka World are more meaty story quests, like full-on expansions with their own maps. Mm-hmm. We're talking about those as well. Uh, reminder, uh, Far Harbor is the premium episode for this month. Yes. So it's going to be this episode, which is going to get as far as we can before we you know, run out of steam. Then the rest of the main game, uh, then Nuka World, Automatron, and Wasteland Workshop and everything, and then Far Harbor yeah. as the uh, final episode for the month. Yep. Uh, one of those episodes is going to be the uh, the side stuff as well. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So yeah, we're uh, we're getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethesda had a, a season pass, which uh, guaranteed that all Bethesda developed DLC would be included, but it charged for their content that was sold uh, through the official mod and asset store. The Creation yeah. Club, which of course led to a gamer revolt, mm-hmm. uh, including a class action lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, which is still making its way through the court system. I, I, I wish them luck in getting their probably $4 a piece out of the settlement. <laughs> the fucking small ball, man. Gamers. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I like, can't be bothered by that stuff. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't I, have it in me. It'd be cool if Bethesda didn't do that, if they didn't do that thing, but also court, you're going to get court involved. It's you're weird. Go to court? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you could, uh, not just not buying the stuff would be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the, um, season pass, like, I don't think there's a universe in which far Harbor and Nuka world automaton and vault tech workshop mm-hmm. are not, enough content yeah the season pass was like it was like 25 bucks or something like that yeah such small ball like i'm not here to tell anybody what 25 dollars should mean to you but mm-hmm. in terms of looking at it as a scale yeah. the stuff on the other side of the scale is significant yes you know far harbor is huge nuka world is huge there are a lot of like brand new assets and cool stuff that are added mm-hmm. to those yeah it, it's beefy yeah you know i I just can't imagine being like, well, I could have got it slightly beefier. Time to go to a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get you know? the, let's get the American legal system involved. It's weird. It's a, it, it is, it is strange to me. Yeah. It's very, very weird to me. I don't, no. uh, yeah. No. Um, so the kind of the final big thing is, uh, that Bethesda created a full VR version of fallout four. Uh, this like Skyrim is a, compl- is, is another full price thing that you have to buy. So I didn't try this out. Uh, mm-hmm. I've also not done Skyrim VR. Both of them look exhausting. These are huge games that you spend so much time in. I can't imagine do like doing any, like playing an entire game like this in VR, um, yeah, I'm putting 300 hours into. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Uh, put 300 hours into this uh, with a not very heavy, but still not. You know, I'm just gonna, just gonna strap something to my head and 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 live in this place. Seems weird to me, and I like VR, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly. Silly. Um, this game reviewed very well, uh, which you would not expect from like longtime fans and and the grossing around it and mm-hmm. the you know, but it reviewed very well. Yes. Uh, best best selling Fallout game to date. Uh, not surprising, mm-hmm. given that it's it's huge. Yes, um, and stuff. And uh, we we covered a lot of the uh, the old timey mm-hmm. uh, Fallout fans complaints. Yeah, uh, to this, you know, you can you can come to piece of that stuff or you cannot. Um, I have my bona fides, and I did, and I'm happier for it. Yes. So, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do. Got a doll, baby. I love her so. Nothing else like her anywhere you go. A man, she's anything but calm. A regular pint size Adam. 
So we open up. We do not get the Ron Perlman or Never Changes um, at this. Instead, we get uh, this live action introduction, uh, kind of uh, giving some giving us the backstory of the alternate history before the war, uh, talking mm-hmm. about kind of uh, what happened after World War Two. Um, and it is narr- narrated from the point of view of the soldier um, as the uh, world unravels uh, due to resource shortages. The point of view here is the uh, the male character uh, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, his background is he uh, was in the army. The um, uh, female character, if you decide to uh, pick her, she is a former lawyer. Yeah, single female lawyer. Yes. Uh, it's a little silly here Yeah, that they uh, gave, you know, the, not only does the male character do the narration, but the male character also has a reason to know how to use all this equipment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, including power armor, which is, you know, war equipment mm-hmm. that he's been in. Um, I'm glad that they, I think that they shouldn't, I, I think that I would have not had this opening narration be this. Yeah. You know, uh, and just made her have combat functionality of some kind as well. Make her a cop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you wouldn't have that dissonance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you can play as a lady. I just don't. Like how it just shunts you. It's similar to Dark Souls too. Yeah, yeah. How you play as a guy in the in the things betwixt, mm-hmm. and then you can, you know. But anywho, That's rich. Uh, we start off with them looking in a mirror, uh, designing uh, your character. Mm-hmm. So you get the the typical, you know, the the complicated character creation stuff now, where you can like extend cheek zones <laughs> and shit. Uh, and you're exploring uh, this this fifties, you know, uh, kind of America Americana style future thing uh, with pre-war versions of all their stuff mm-hmm. um you have codsworth you have your your uh <laughs> your, mr. Your, your mr handy yep <laughs> you know uh who takes care of your weirdly little alien baby oh my god it's so so bad <laughs> there's a mod in this where you can replace uh mini nukes with sean Ooh. <laughs> and whenever you do it it plays atom bomb baby which is one of the bangers from the uh from the <laughs> soundtrack and that's the kind of stupid i like <laughs> um, uh, i was I, I i was halfway hoping that you were gonna say it replaces uh baby sean's head with chris redfield <laughs> <laughs> there might be one out there that mod is so good maybe chris redfield is so funny I, it's, been, it's been a while since we recorded about that and i'm still loving it oh god um <laughs> So, uh, this is kind of on a little bit of a timer. The doorbell rings and you've got to go answer Mm it. Uh, it's this vault tech salesman who has been, uh, desperately trying to get a hold of you, uh, trying to offer you uh, a place in the vault, you know, just in case the worst should happen, uh, in in the future in, in, in 20 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Uh, (laughs) a little silly, a little contrived. A little bit. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you fill out the paperwork here, which is your special stats, Mm -hmm. uh, and your name. Uh, here it's really worth noting you uh in previous games everything started at five and then you had points to uh, just a couple points mm-hmm. to uh to contribute here everything starts at three or mm. it all starts at one and you have enough to get everything to three yes yeah uh one is average now instead of five mm-hmm. uh, here and that's a little bit offset so, by the fact that level ups come or it could come fairly often and you can invest those in improving the base stats yes yeah, yeah. uh baby sean starts crying uh, you know, Codsworth tells you to go grab him. You go in there and entertain him by spinning this little mobile. Uh, he's a weird baby. Yep. Um, and while you're doing this, Codsworth sees something on the TV and it's like, you know, mom, 
Dad, you have to come look at this. Uh, and the war started. Yeah, no, bombs are dropping, yeah. and the uh, and the uh, news anchors are freaking out. Uh, quite rightly, it is the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this, you know, it opens up the front door, and we're out into the uh, in, into the you know beautiful suburban neighborhood that we're in um, mm-hmm. of Sanctuary Hills. As everybody is trying to run, they're running toward the vault that has been uh, built built near them. And you know, heartbreakingly, there's a huge line at the uh, line. People want in, but only you know only a certain number of people are allowed in. Like you, yeah. you, you know, you pass through, and when you leave the vault, you see all the skeletons here. Um, like mm-hmm. it's a, you know, horrible tragedy. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they probably worked out. They probably just, you know, left some decoy skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> some of them did, it did work out <laughs> the, uh, what would, I really like this, this moment, mm-hmm. you know, it's an interesting thing that fallout is not shown yeah before i mean, I mean like, uh, the kind of chaos of this and then you know if you if you just vibe for long enough you, you get a non-standard game over as the bombs <laughs> drop but even if you go up you get to see the actual explosion as you know before the shockwave hits you go underground yeah you, you barely made it mm-hmm. uh wild uh and you're down yeah. here and it's like okay well you've got the vault tech people welcome welcoming to your welcoming you to your new life you know they give you the mm-hmm. the, the 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 jumpsuit um and you know say like hey the director and the doctor will uh will, will take you here and immediately like you know okay it's something something's not right here uh decontamination pod no other game has featured these uh yeah. you, you you get inside you're right across from uh from your spouse who is holding the baby uh and they're not decontamination pods uh vault tech consummate bastards that they are uh this is one of their experiments what if we froze people pre-war <laughs> And, uh, it, yeah, it, one of the silliest things about fallout, you have to get over. Yeah. You know, you had to, you had to remember the vault were never designed to help, help people mm-hmm. and vault tech is ridiculous. Yes. You know, once, once you buy into that kind of super villainy, mm-hmm. uh, Hey, it gets cool. Good. Yeah. They, they, it's it. Yeah. Once, once you realize that all of these were like set up to fail in very particular ways for no benefit, really. <laughs> no no it 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 doesn't it doesn't make sense no no they're they're cartoon villains Mm -hmm. and it's also something that is worse with the 3d fallouts Uh like fallout 2 addresses this better yeah with with the enclave and uh them kind of explaining like no no there's always a plan to have people left over who are in the real vaults Mm -hmm. you know uh it ends up making more sense when you're divorced from that yeah uh, it ends up feeling like the, you know, it's data for no one. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's pretty silly. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, a serious conceit. Yes. You have to decide to buy. It's, it's part of the price of entry. Mm-hmm. Um, these, uh, freeze up, you know, the screen goes white and freeze up. We wake up, uh, for a second as our character sees two people, uh, one of which is dressed like a raider, a mm-hmm. balding raider. Yep. Um, open Nora's pod, um, take Sean. She resists. They shoot her. Yes. Uh, um, you're helpless to stop them. Yeah, you can't do anything. Uh, and before he leaves, he looks at you and says, at least we still have the backup. Let's address the, the big dumb bit of dissonance mm-hmm. here. Uh, there's a twist coming later. Uh, obviously, there's spoilers. It's an old game. Mm-hmm. That makes your character stupid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> there are, there are some first, assumptions that are built in with this scene. Yeah. Yeah. You, your character plays a real moron. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if you didn't... There are ways they could have got around this. Yeah. For a second, I thought, so I, I will stop dancing around it. Yes. So last chance, if you don't know the story for this, we're going to go find Sean. Sean's not a baby anymore. He's an old man. Yes. 
you're expecting Sean to be a baby when you leave. Mm-hmm. If there were no, nothing that showed the date in the game, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't know, you know, the date you went in, you know, the date you went out, mm-hmm. but you don't know the date that this happened. Yes. Uh, the, the kidnapping happened. So theoretically it could have happened right before you were unfrozen. Mm-hmm. You know, however, when you go exploring terminals and shit that gets lies given to that yeah. and it just makes your character a moron. Yeah. You, you see, uh, you see the access codes for like when this, for when this stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you a, a, a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, this is ruins this twist for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Uh, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I, I throw it in the price of admission pile. Yeah. Like, I, I'll go uh, on the roller coaster. Like, yeah, yeah this is fucking dumb, but if, okay. if I, I need to make a conscious decision to not try and outsmart this and just kind of go along for the ride. That is just uh, the, a, a muscle that you have to flex sometimes. Yep. Yeah. And is a heart is, is a tough flex, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, at least we still have a backup. Once you find out why well, they took Sean, which is an explanation I buy, mm-hmm. there is no explanation for why they killed your wife or killed everyone else. Yes. You are no more the backup than anyone else who's in there. Mm-hmm. Once you realize what the backup means. Yes. In this. Uh, also, real dumb. <laughs> huh? Bethesda, not great at plotting things. No, no. And they, they, they're pretty uh, much just looking for an excuse you know, let's just let, let, let's just make an excuse for things to happen and then set you free into it. Yes. Uh, you have to kind of be on board for that. And I yeah. don't blame anybody for whom that is too heavy of a lift. Mm-hmm. I don't like how much air it takes up because I think a lot of cool things about this game don't get discussed Yep. as, as that gets discussed. No. Uh, the other big one, which we'll talk about here in a moment, uh, that is a patina over the entire game is that we're going to kind of mainline it. Cause we're talking about the main quest. Then by no means is how anyone will play it. Nope. Um, you will stop and get distracted and do every little errand for every single person mm-hmm. while simultaneously believing that your baby, yep. who is still a baby mm-hmm. is in the, the hands of a bald man. Yeah. A bald man you who know? shot your wife. Yeah. Who's a real piece of shit. Yeah. yeah or your husband. Uh, yeah. Used to be. Um, <laughs> So that makes no sense. That's the classic Ludo narrative dissonance. Yeah. No. Um, it, it's added. Uh, my, my favorite example of it is you can start the far Harbor quest before you find Sean, which means you're like, I'll take time out from rescuing my kid to go rescue another kid. Yep. That's very funny. Yeah, to me. I want to make sure I get it right. I'm going to practice on somebody else's kid. Yeah. The practice kid is like pulls pancakes. <laughs> Waffles. <laughs> or no, pancakes. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, it is pancakes. Yeah. Um, the, uh, that's all extremely dumb. Yeah. Uh, I wish every video game just realized the Witcher 2, Baldur's Gate 2 thing. Like, mm-hmm. instead of having this be a, a thing where you go do the side quest for no reason, uh, somebody has information about Sean, they'll give it to you when you give them 10,000 caps. Yep. Go do side quests. There you go. Built, you know. They or fucking solved it. Yeah. Go, like, go, go build settlements. That might be your path through it, you know? like Yeah. Has, has anybody fucking played Baldur's Gate 2? Why are people <laughs> sleeping on this game that is not only just like... I think that people think of that game as if it's just like a grognardy classic. Like, mm-hmm. people dislike it if you like D&D. But in fact, it actually does a lot of really amazing shit narratively. Yeah. They, they you know, solved that, yeah. so many fucking problems. Um, that uh, uh, they, they, they cleared the rakes. They charted a path through the rakes and people say, no, nah, I'm going to keep stepping on some rakes if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, gamers don't care. They mm-hmm. do care. Like whenever you read about this game, <laughs> that's all anyone ever fucking talks about is yeah. like, like to, I'm t- spending time to gather typewriters rather than save my kid. Yeah. You could have made that make sense. You could have. It's fine. 
your 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 your, your baby's safe, but it, you know, it just uh, we're, we're you know we, we need we need uh we we need money from you. Here you go. All right, there you are. It could even be lying, uh-huh. like, and you have no other things to to follow. Yeah, you know, it's just it's exceptionally <sighs> silly. Yeah, uh, I just want to get those out of the way so nobody's listening to this. They're like, oh, they didn't even talk about that. Yeah, they're going yeah. too soft on it. You know, you know, and it, it you, is silly. You can say we're excusing it, but I think you know we're going to talk about this holistically. And if you noped out like right at the first uh, leap that they ask you to take, you're not going to see the cool stuff. We are. Yeah. I, uh, th- th- there's enough here to, to 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 love that we're going to talk about it. Um, and just because we're moving past it doesn't mean we're not recognizing that. Yeah, it's it is it is facially okay. absurd. Yeah. As a gamer, I take leaps, <laughs> and I'm happier because I do it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you wake up when your, your pod malfunctions mm-hmm. and we get our tutorial, basically like part of our tutorial. Yes. Um, everyone else is dead. You know, people, uh, suffocated the staff starved or mutinied a long time ago. We get a little bit of a, a short story mm-hmm. about the mutinying cause they didn't get the all clear signal yeah. uh, from vault tech. Nope. Um, and, uh, you know, melee combat fighting rad roaches, et cetera. Um, they do a little thing here. They get, there's a, a unique weapon. Cryolator. The case. They have to yeah. come back the cryolator, which is actually really cool. This is the first, uh, playthrough where I used it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to mod the shit out of it, but it ends up being very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, um, uh, it's re- real expensive, but it, uh, but it counts. I, I end up using the, the, the cryo mines more than the cryolator, but mm. yeah. Cryo damage was originally a resistance value mm-hmm. in this. There's going to be a lot more cryo stuff. Yeah. And it was taken away. Yeah. Um, so you go to the surface and we get to see those skeletons. You see this area that we just saw, you know, impeccably beautiful as this like slightly reclaimed wasteland, mm-hmm. you know, a powerful moment, uh, you know, and we go back home where everyone is dead. Um, and Codsworth is still wandering around. Yeah. Uh, and I, I again, a genuinely really good moment here where Codsworth has been trying. No one's been around. He's been lonely. Uh huh. He's he just like, uh, <laughs> and I love that this is like plausibly the first persuasion check you can find. Like you can sense that he is putting on a brave face. Uh, you know, he's just trying to say, "Ah, oh, yes, welcome." I, you know, just uh, like, and you can say, "Like, no, like, what really happened?" Oh, like the horrible things I've seen. And uh, you know, have you tried to dust a house with no roof? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very cute. Yeah. Uh, it was a big selling point on the back that you know we have a, our uh, protagonist here. Codsworth knows your name. Mm-hmm. Knows like something like a thousand names. Yeah, including like pronounce. fuckface. So you can name your uh, guy fuckface. Hello, fuckface. Cheerio. Yeah, <laughs> cheerio, fuckface. Uh, I just do Gary. I do. I, cool. I, yeah. I've decided I, I I stopped making characters who weren't me. Yeah. In video yeah. games, that, that's my my twenty twenty one challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you search through the neighborhood with Codsworth, uh, here looking for Sean. Um, there's just monsters, there's bloat flies, which we mentioned will swarm you now. Mm-hmm. And he says, there's a bigger town nearby. Check out Concord and mm-hmm. maybe Sean's captors will be there. Yes. Um, Codsworth can be your companion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, he's reasonable. Yep. He's a good it's companion. A, he likes messing around with tech stuff. He dislikes, dislikes being evil. Yeah. Uh, the way this is laid out, um, on the way to Concord, there's a Red Rocket gas station, mm-hmm. a filling station. This is where you can meet dog meat as well. Yeah. Uh, the dog who played uh, was the model for dog meat uh, passed mm-hmm. away. Oh. Somewhat recently. It's very sad. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, 
but it was a dog that one of the developers had who brought into the office and a lot of dog meets behavior mm-hmm. specifically idle animations were copied directly from this real life dog oh my god they're just a uh, you know i i ended up not really using dog meat as my companion but um the red rocket is kind of my like home workshop for doing crafting stuff mm-hmm. like it's just uh, you know you get there early and it ends up working his little idle animation when he when he's paws up on the uh on, on the counter like he's just mm-hmm. like waiting to order a beer at a bar is so fucking good it's a very good boy <laughs> yeah dog like, meat is very good and the the, the dog that was uh, the model was a girl so good boy yeah. based on a good girl yeah you also can give uh, dog meat goggles and stuff oh. and i think this game came out the same year that d-dog came out so it was a very good year for video game dogs yeah well you can uh you can you can get uh bandanas or like a uh, mm-hmm. kerchiefs um uh, yeah. uh so i gave uh i, I gave dog meat a, a little american flag uh kerchief which is very cute and eventually, if you do the uh, Nuka World DLC, you can get dog meat, some real gnarly looking like Raider armor <laughs> and make, like tough dog meat. It's very fun. Uh, uh, dog meat's companion gimmick is that uh, so Codsworth is that he'll purify water for you. Mm-hmm. Dog meat will uh, find things for you. Yeah. So it'll every once in a while a message will pop up and say dog meat found something. You'll follow dog meat and find a little stash or mm-hmm. something you missed. Or you can say, can you find some items or enemies or a container for me? Yeah. yeah. And dog meat will do it. Yeah. And of course, because of the jank, sometimes dog meat will recover items from locked uh, containers, which is yeah, very good. And it's just that good of a good of a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the red rocket that you pass through here is uh, is, is real neat uh, because uh, they were the staff here was trying to win an environmental award for sending less trash to the dump. And they have just been uh, storing all of their waste in a cave beneath, uh, b- you know, beneath the station, uh, which is now yeah. full of radiation and uh, monsters. You know, mutated. I think uh, Homer folks. was the the trash guy. Yeah. Lo- another yeah. love day. <laughs> uh, when you get to Concord, uh, we find these uh, raiders attacking the Museum of Freedom here. And a man named Preston, who we're going to get to know real well, mm-hmm. asks for your help. Yeah. This is not uh, strictly the main quest, but everybody is going to do this because it is directing you right to it. It wants you to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, so we, we clear the museum of freedom. Uh, this is a group called the Minutemen. We'll talk about them in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, their whole thing is they want to get rid of raiders, uh, get rid of the raiders here. And they say, Hey, a vertebrate, you know, an old pre-war vertebrate crashed on the roof. There's some power armor up there. Mm-hmm. If you can get the fusion cell from the basement, you can activate that and fight off these raiders. Yes. Um, this is also, I consider this part of the tutorial, mm-hmm. uh, teaching you how power armor works, you know, that system, uh, as you you do this, you pull off the the minigun. Um, a deathclaw climbs out of the sewer and attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the, the purist in me hates this. What this is doing is saying, if you have power armor, you can bat above your weight class. Yes. Yeah. The the deathclaw has a little skull by its name, which is typically when you you know don't fight this. Yeah. It's tough. Um, it wants you to know that power armor is a flex that you do when you're fighting specifically tough things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would be much more irritated by this, you know, fighting and killing a death claw in the first half hour of a game. If you were like, if this is just where it started and it went from here, I didn't find my next death claw until like I was all the way across the map in the, um, in the museum of witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like a normal enemy that's just going to be around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, like you get this minigun, you're not going to find ammo for it, really the five millimeter ammo. So you're going to use most of it killing this thing. And then the minigun is yeah. a heavy thing that you're going to want to store until you find ammo for it. If you ever decide to use it again. So like a lot or of this it. is, yeah, or sell it. Um, you know, it ends up being, uh, like, this is just a temporary taste of power for you to figure out if you want to build toward that. 
One, uh, so this is kind of puts you uh, with the Minutemen. Yes. You head back to Sanctuary. One of the mistakes I think the game makes is by making the Minutemen so deeply fucking unpleasant. <laughs> um, so, so Preston is Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the meme. He is the faction uh, guy. When you're doing Minutemen quests, he sends you on radiant quests. Yes. To go clear things. Um, the idea that the meme is he interrupts you all the time mm-hmm. to give you a little chore. That is true. Yep. Uh, you know, these chores, if you want to find... Uh, locations though, if you're looking for places to set up settlements, mm-hmm. he will put them on your map, yeah, which is useful, and you'll get experience for doing them, which is useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sturges is their nerd. Uh, cool trivia about Sturges: uh, Sturges is a synth, mm. and there's nothing in the game to suggest it. Uh, you have to kill him, okay, and get his uh, his little uh, the synth. When you kill a synth, they have a component. Yeah, uh, I guess you're just like digging through their skull or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, very ghoulish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah no, he's, I, a, he's a synth, which is interesting. Yeah, no idea. I like I like Sturgis. He's uh, he's, he's helpful. The uh, the couple, mm-hmm. I hate them. They're so uh, they're all so they negative. Complain and give me shit. Yeah, <laughs> you can't and get rid of Mama them. Murphy. You... I wish was dead from the start. Uh, I made Mama Murphy OD so quick. <laughs> uh, I hate Mama Murphy so much, and it's just the voice. Yeah, it's a really irritating voice performance. Yeah, <laughs> I really hate her. I... Oh, kid, you got the sight. <laughs> I'm going to go and do this thing. Yeah. And like, I wish I wrap my fucking fingers around her pencil throat and squeeze yeah. until the bubbles stop. Right. Yeah. I just didn't pay attention to her. You can do, uh, you can bring her, um, uh, chems. So the, the, mm-hmm. the, the idea is like they, they, they came to sanctuary. The, 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 this group, all that remains of the Minutemen came to sanctuary because they follow mama Murphy almost as this Oracle. Uh, she takes chems and then she gets uh startle, startlingly accurate, uh, visions of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of, of what to be. She acts like a little, uh, hint system where you can turn chems into, uh, you know, information to use later. I just didn't do it. I just kind of just said, there you go. You're, you're going to help harvest crops, mama Murphy. And that's where, that's where you stay. At one point she makes you craft a specific chair for her. Hmm. I hate her so much. I, uh, I gave her all the chems to just speed through the hint so she'd die. And then that horrible couple just berates you for the rest of the game. Yeah. So I, I made a specific crop mm-hmm. that I put on the far reaches of, of Sanctuary and made them assign them to it so they'd never be in my main thoroughfare. Yeah, yeah. You that know, couple we... got to go live in the, the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Uh, by themselves. Yeah. Uh, the Minutemen, so they're like a, they're a militia. Uh, they stand mm-hmm. uh, athwart the, the the raiders, kind of more like you said. They're neutral. They're neutral. Good uh, about this, and uh, this is the faction that uh, you know plays nice with pretty much everybody, um, but mm-hmm. specifically the railroad. You can get to the end uh, with both of them. Yeah, it's kind of a yes man thing as well. It's, yeah, it's the faction yeah. that allows you to beat the game if you piss off all of the other three factions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Preston is pretty obnoxious. Like I don't really like. Preston very much simultaneously obnoxious uh, and kind of bland. Like he has a tragic backstory, but his, uh, but his performance doesn't sell it, you know? Yeah. Extremely bland. Yeah. Uh, Preston is a person of color and I know that a lot of cosplayers, mm-hmm. uh, were really excited about them. I've seen a lot of cosplay mm-hmm. as Preston and I would never take that away from people. Yeah. You know, I wish that, uh, they had a better character to play as. <laughs> Me too. You know, the, the first human companion you find this as a black dude, which is cool. Yes. Uh, it's just, he's not, not really great. And that one, uh, courser, Synth guy looks rad at least. He does. And yeah. shuts up. So if you, you know, <laughs> you, can, you can cosplay as him. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that courser suit is real cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> slick. Uh, she basically tells you to go to Diamond City. Uh, Preston will also say that maybe somebody in Diamond City knows it's the capital. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the place where people are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you head back down there. You're going to get into tons of adventures on the way. We're going to yeah. talk about some of that stuff in the side yeah. stuff, and some of it we'll miss, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a long trip. Yeah. Uh, they want you to get distracted on your way. Yeah. You're going to go into the Corvega uh, plant. You're going to uh, get uh, sidetracked in Lexington. You're going to get lost on the highways. Yeah. Yeah. Go go check out Walden Pond. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You know, things like that. Like, cool cool shit like that. Very neat. Um, when you eventually get down there, um, you, know, you fall out for your way down there, Diamond City, which is Fenway Park. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, I, into a city. And, and I love that the, that the, that the, the what is it, the monster, the green monster has like mm-hmm. taken on this mythical, uh, this mythical importance to them as like the primary defense. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just wild, uh, working in that weird thing about Fenway Park, uh, into the story of this. Uh, but yeah, they, mm-hmm. they fortified it and this is kind of like a more, uh, um, a more built up megaton. Uh, in that it, it is it an, it, it's an they, early they help didn't for build you. it around a nuclear bomb that was still active, right? Like a fucking moron. <laughs> it, it also has an ecology which Mega Ten doesn't have. Like there's a school, there's a church, there's yeah. a, you know a a, a surgeon. There's, there's the there's the good you know, uh, there's the there's the good neighborhood uh, like in the upper mm-hmm. deck that everybody hates. Yeah, it is in terms of 3D fallouts. It's the most sensible town they've built. Yes. You know, the, the aircraft carrier in Fallout 3 was a pain to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was better than Megaton because Megaton is fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, this this makes a lot more sense. Yes. Uh, it's a, there's, a, there's a little commercial district which you can fast travel to, which you'll be using the most. Mm-hmm. But there are also other things going on. Yes. Here. Uh, before you get in, you see this little scene. Um, the gate, uh, uh, the shutter gate is closed. There's a woman uh, named Piper uh, who uh, kind of uses your arrival to say like, oh, I'm with this guy. He's a trader bringing supplies for you. You got to open the door to let us in. Uh, they're trying to keep her out. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, yeah. Mayor McDonough uh, wants to keep her out because Piper is a, uh, is a rabble rouser. Yeah, she's plucky. She's yeah. a muckraker. <laughs> um, she prints a local newspaper. Uh, you know, that he says is full of lies uh, here. She handwrites the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, did you pick up and read the newspaper? I did. It is one of the funniest, like, it looks like a toddler wrote it with their left hand. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it starts off like it's about this synth thing. It's like noodles. We all love them. <laughs> like, it's, it's what I like fucking hold his piper supposed to be. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> noodles. Consider the noodle. <laughs> Um, well, I, I love that the that the, noodle, the, the the noodle stand is uh you know uh, the the idea is like we accept that this robot uh serves us our noodles right we don't understand a goddamn yeah. word that he says because he only speaks Japanese um mm-hmm. and you know, it's about like uh, so so basically Piper's whole thing is uh she is trying to uh, bring attention to all of these um to all of these disappearances that are happening. Um, and the fact yes. that uh, that Diamond City and Mayor McDonough and security are not doing anything to investigate this, um, yes. uh, specifically because she is alleging that they are in uh, uh, in line with the Institute um, and uh, uh, favoring the Institute Institute over the uh, needs and safety of the people of Diamond City, uh, which is true. <laughs> yep. Uh, in other noodle news, also, I walked by two characters having an argument where one of them's like, real Diamond City people eat noodles. Don't eat that crap. <laughs> noodles mean something different in Diamond City. They do. 
Yeah, it's good. Uh, just, they, they just they just hit different. Just just because nope. they <laughs> if you, if you live there, you know, you know, you you would know. You know, they're special noodles. They are called power noodles. Eh? Yeah. Uh, when you mentioned that you're looking for a missing son, she's like, "Hey, we have a detective." Yeah. You know, here. Um, and, uh, so you, so you head over to the, uh, the detective, you know, you check in the newspaper office with Piper and a little miniature Piper, mm-hmm. um, and you get to Nick Valentine's office, uh, and he's not there. Oh, his secretary's there, Ellie, his girl Friday. Um, he's gone missing. Yes. Um, you know, he's looking for a missing person. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, go, if you can go, if you need him, go get him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, he went out uh, trying to solve this particular case. This is where we last knew that he was. Let's, uh, you know, go, go, go see if you can uh, if you can shake him down. Um, mm-hmm. And this takes us into the quest Unlikely Valentine, um, where we have to mm-hmm. head over near Good Neighbor. Uh, we're going to be headed there um, to Good Neighbor officially um, here. Uh, but it is like the uh, it's kind of like the red, the red light district. I think it's actually like located where the red light district in Boston used to be. Um, it's, it's a cool town. Yeah. It's like the idea is, you know, that it's, it's a little seedier, but it's also like people, you know, yeah. the, the slogan is of the people for the people. Yes. And, uh, you know, Hancock is great. Yeah. Um, but this, um, uh, you know, the quest marker takes us here, the place where you went and looked. Uh, it's not a building. It's like a um, uh, it was a uh, subway station uh, that is filled with people from this gang. Uh, Trigger Man, uh, the Trigger Men, uh, which are like uh, old old timey mafiosos. Uh, with their slick back hair wigs and um, uh, stands up ramp for doors. They're good wigs. Yeah. They, 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 they don't, don't smell, smell or nothing. They're good wigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we get here. This is our first vault and it, it's a dis- or second vault after the one we, we came from. Yeah. It is a disappointing uh, vault in terms <laughs> of the high concept. Yeah. You know? It's like supposed to be kind of a class war vault, but it's a pretty dumb version of it. Uh, Far Harbor also gets that right. As yeah. we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, later, um, the idea is it was supposed to be a luxury vault, but then they didn't deliver it, so they got a bunch of high society types to yeah. deal with poverty. What mm-hmm. would happen? Well, they they turned into Karens. You would you yeah. bring a super Karen that like yeah. And somehow, you know, took over the waste. Yeah. And instead of, you know, taking somebody who was well connected and making them the overseer, they just picked like an average Joe uh, to yeah. uh, to become the overseer and just pretty much see like if they could, if they can provoke the response. You know, just like yeah. all that one it was for this man to be could. to be ripped apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a silly vault. This is a bad, dumb vault. It also has nothing to do with like the mafioso people who were here. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, they they just kind of hermit crabbed in. Yeah. Um, we fight our way to the bottom of this and we get to Nick, and I think this is genuinely a really good reveal. <laughs> this is so good. Uh Nick is a synth. When he's you see horrifying him, he's looking. in shadow and it just looks like a detective. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you get close and you get the full reveal of what he looks like. Yeah. Um, he looks, uh, he, he's like a ghoul, uh, to a, to a mm-hmm. certain degree is, is the, is the sense that I got. That's, that's actually what I thought he was at first until I saw that his eyes were glowing. Um, he looks like, uh, like, I mean, he, he looks like a Terminator, uh, that is most of his guy got a lot of battle damage on him. Like his face is all patchy. There are holes in it. Um, yeah. and, uh, he's wearing old timey detective stuff and he talks like Humphrey Bogart and he's amazing. I love Nick. Nick Valentine's Nick's great. Really great. Yeah. yeah. It's him playing, uh, dress up as an old detective Yeah, is ludicrous if he wasn't a computer designed to be a detective based on an old detective. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it, him having this affectation is programmed into him and it makes it work. Mm-hmm. Like what's Piper's excuse, <laughs> you know? Uh, I really don't like Piper. Yeah. Um, 
the uh but yeah he's he's very it's very charismatic voice performance mm-hmm. um you know and is genuinely a good person right um you know at first you're like oh why do they accept him he's a synth and they go into that like if you talk yeah. to him there are explanations for it it's it's because he doesn't hide what he is and because he's an old model yeah yeah you know you know and also like he he was he, he's been around for a very long time he was around early enough that everybody who was alive there you know the, he's just always been around he's just a fixture of it and yeah, he started he's like, he's like the guy who runs the noodle place basically yeah yeah and so they did they, they just kind of trust him the scary thing about synths to the average person is that you can't you can't tell who is one and you can't tell if they're going to like betray you to the institute yeah yes yeah uh, so on your way out, we run to the gang's leader, uh, Skinny Malone, and his mall, Darla. Uh, Nick was spent, sent to find Darla, mm-hmm. uh, thinking that she was kidnapped, but in, in fact, she was shacking up with the crime boss. Yeah. Uh, they repeat this exact thing mm. later in the quest, which is a little obnoxious to me. Yeah. Like being sent to go find somebody who went willingly. Oh, yeah. With, uh, uh, with the Cabots. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little bit irritating to reuse that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did not uh, resolve this peacefully. Uh, uh, I, I murdered all the mobsters. I pretty much chose that option to see if I could. I, I really don't have any affection for Skinny Malone. Um, I like I like the idea that it's Darla who was cops. If you did, <laughs> like it, it, you know this, this game has a lot in it. But I, by far the best character is Skinny Malone. <laughs> Skinny, I just I was really hoping that Skinny Malone would show back up again. Uh, yeah. Putting him on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I do like that uh, that Darla is the one who's like pushing him to do all this like gangster stuff. Like he just. <laughs> It's getting him alone. He's just trying to, you know, to, to make his money and get along. She wants him to be ruthless. Um, uh, Nick, Nick and him have a history as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to the detective agency here and we, Nick is in our debt. Again, I like that they give us a diegetic reason for him to help us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he has you answer some questions uh, here. And when you, uh, you describe what happened, he says it matches the description of someone named Kellogg. Yes. Who uh, used to live in town. He's uh, a real badass uh, mercenary. The game really, I think that at some point, Kellogg was meant to be a bigger character. Yeah. Because no. we spent a lot of time uh, on Kellogg, describing Kellogg, living inside Kellogg's memories, like, mm-hmm. you know, learning about his favorite bands, all this stuff. <laughs> Kellogg is very weirdly important in this. And yes. he's not a particularly standout character or anything. I, 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 um, he, he just kind of exists to be a foil for you, essentially. Like yeah. his, a lot of his backstory kind of mirrors mirrors yours to a certain extent. Yes. Both of you are, are men out of time. Both of you suffer, or we're going to learn about that. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's just this uh, the, this badass. Nobody wanted to mess with him. He just kind of lived up in the upper decks and mostly kept to himself. And this ten year old kid that he had around. Yeah, and you're like ten year old kid, kid. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I can't mention that Sean yeah, yeah. Um, you know uh, and he went missing so Nick has a case file on him yes uh, here we had there his door is locked um, so we can't pick it uh, we can go to the mayor's office and see if they have a key which I stole yeah uh, before that one thing I was trying to do in this game what I was thinking about this I was really reminiscing about how much I love stealing in oblivion mm-hmm. it's like the most fun thing you can do in that game because you steal really high-end alchemy ingredients yes uh, stealing is less fun in this game because nothing is that valuable. Right. You know, and there's, there's no scarcity, but this was when I was like, I'm going to go to the upper decks where the wealthy people live and steal everything they have. Yeah. Even the, um, even the, the nicest the stuff they have there. is pretty shitty. Um, yes. Yeah. It's pretty garbage. <laughs> but, uh, it made me want to replay oblivion or Skyrim just to, just to thieve. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just to break into houses. Uh, I find that immensely fun. Yeah. Uh, you so. get a little bit of that in the Institute. I had a lot of fun 
<laughs> stripping that you're, place you're not bare. stealing it they, they want you to have it i, mean, I know yeah if, if you do the institute for a little while they make you the boss of the institute and you own everything in there yeah, and everyone. yeah. but like I, uh, I think that i think that they wanted me to have like the weapons they left in the room not all of their tweezers and ear examination machines <laughs> all of the yeah all their weird shit is just it's a uh, it's yeah I, I definitely loaded up there yeah i yeah. went with institute for this path and i still stole everything from there and turned it into weapon mods yeah um but yeah the, the, you've got a couple of different ways that you can do this the mayor won't give it to you um i persuaded the secretary to give it basically just by saying like yeah there's a missing kid like do you want to be responsible for standing in the way of me finding my son you know is this really yeah. that important and uh she gives it to you um and you go and look at the place with uh with with, with nick it's nice because he says like i'll take this room and you take that room um and mm -hmm. you find a little button under kellogg's desk that will open up his uh his little his little evidence dungeon yep his evidence dungeon full of uh, it's well stocked mm -hmm. um and you find uh he has this uh, his sitting chair Mm -hmm. uh, his retirement chair, like Joe Para, uh, and it has his brand of Macanudo cigars. Mm -hmm. And Nick's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I, w I wish we could track that. You know, if there's a pretty stupid thing here, if you didn't find dog meat, mm. uh, Nick will be like, I know somebody who can help, and he does a whistle, and dog meat shows up. <laughs> <laughs> it's real stupid. Um, Is that a synth power, those, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where like." The game, they could reasonably uh, suspect that you'd have dog meat. They didn't want to make dog meat mandatory. Right. And you can kind of see uh, Bethesda solving the jigsaw puzzle while wearing oven mitts of, like, <laughs> understanding, you know, <laughs> we can't just make dog meat mandatory. Mm -hmm. That would feel bad from a role-playing perspective. But gotta have dog meat because we can only think of one way for this to go. Yeah. You know, uh, you can see them struggling to make a role-playing game with choices that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know. But you know. If you if you do it the right way, again, if you if you just subsume to deliciousness, uh -huh. it makes perfect sense. Like I was like, hey, I got a dog that might be able to track it, and it yeah. goes great. He might do it, and you'll get your dog. It's just, it's just fucking hilarious because all Bethesda had to do is like, okay, we don't have a dog who can track it. This is a very specific brand. Maybe there's somebody at the market who sells these things. Maybe he has a supplier. Maybe that supplier's yeah. over near Fort Hagen. <laughs> but they, like, they just didn't have enough. Like they wanted you to go on this little trail. Yeah, you know, they didn't they didn't have enough for you to to do that. Yeah. Um, again, you know, solving a jigsaw puzzle with oven mitts. Like they're not, they know what they should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, you're just watching them struggle. You, the, the, uh, the, they're trying and to a certain extent it is, it is upsetting that, <laughs> that you can see how yeah. much they're trying. It's a real yeah. participation trophy kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's a real tethered swimming. <laughs> yeah, that, that I don't feel right. to do with their quest design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so, so what we're doing is we're following a trail of these cigars. Dog meat is kind of leading us uh, through a couple of different like combat uh, dungeon. You know, it takes us through a, like a rail yard uh, with some mutants mm -hmm. and some raiders and stuff like that. Um, this takes us over uh, pretty far to the west uh, to kind of like a more suburban kind of area uh, where Fort Hagen is. Uh, and this place is crawling with synths and it's uh, loaded with turrets. Like the Institute is definitely here. Uh, first generation synths, which look like the Terminator skeletons. Yes. Basically. And they're, they're basically a protectron. There's a cool uh, controversy around that. Hmm. Um, if you do the railroad path. Yeah. 
Um, and this is another thing this game does that is a bummer. Um, I'm not putting, I want to put the whole system on trial though. It's not all video games do this basically that have mm-hmm. any open world nature. If you cleared Fort Hagen first, uh-huh. which I did because I was just exploring, this is deeply unsatisfying to go do the dungeon again, but this time with synths. Yeah. What was there uh, the they first just time? Made it so you couldn't get into it. What, what was the, what was there the first time? Um, I can't remember. Uh, might've been nothing. It might've just been a big empty room. Oh, wow. You know, it, yeah, it, it, you know, it might have been ghouls. Now mm. that I think about it, little green ghouls. Um, yeah, little green <laughs> ghouls, slimy things. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might it might have been that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like it when a game has you clear something and then come back for the quest, then it's repopulated. Yeah, yeah. So a big big strike against Dragon's Dogma when I played that mm-hmm. is it constantly did that. Yeah, uh, really disincentivizes um, going and clearing places. Yeah, and this and this game that's a big strength of this game is doing that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you want to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, during the entire time uh, as you're fighting these uh, these synths, uh, Kellogg is taunting you over the PA system, saying that like, you can turn back. You're not going to like what you find. You, you know, you don't want to do this. Yeah. When we reach him, uh, you know, he reveals that Sean is alive, but he's just a little bit older than you'd expect. Um, he's at the institute, and you're never going to get there. Yeah. Um, we think Sean is ten. Mm-hmm. At this point, because we're idiots and we couldn't, we forgot that we checked the dates <laughs> on everything. Uh, and we cannot get out of this fight. Um, I think, a, you know, a more fallout solution would be we could talk Kellogg into something. Yeah. You know, found something in his past mm-hmm. uh, that, that would have would have made us be able to get out of this. Instead, we do a boss fight. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, it's tough. He's got a very powerful uh, Magnum pistol uh, that he uses, uh, which mm-hmm. I am still using right now, uh, you know, 50 or so hours later, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he stealths out a lot. He has a stealth voice and goes around um, while you are also dealing with your uh, with his uh, synth buddies who will attack you. Yes. Uh, tough boss fight. Yeah. When you uh, the, when uh, a lot of the boss fights in this that are very tough mm-hmm. um, as a reminder uh, and again, as a thing that makes this more of a video game and a Bethesda game than a Fallout game, just load up on chems. Yep. You know, nothing is that tough if you if you have a full suite mm-hmm. of, of chems on yourself. And that's yeah. a high value item you're always going to be looting. Yeah. Yeah. From things. You're, you're going to be walking um, around with a multicolored galaxy of uppers, downers, laughers, screamers. 100%. You get high on goofballs. Yeah. Uh, whenever you like. And that makes this much more doable. Yeah. Um, when you kill him, you loot him, and again, your grisly looting process that deals <laughs> which is more of an autopsy. Their skulls. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there might be a typewriter in there. Um, <laughs> like, uh, we see that he's part android. Yeah. Like he was, he's barely human. He was augmented in all these different ways. Yeah, I, I love the way that uh, that like cyborgism is addressed in this. Um, mm-hmm. he, the, he is a remnant. He, he, he is a relic of like a previous, of a previous effort of the Institute. Gunter um, Herman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just barely human anymore. Um, uh, like we even, yep. we even grab like a, like a little neural implant that he has, uh, and the terminal, uh, the, you know, that is here now that we have his password reveals, he was telling the truth. You know, Sean is at the Institute and the thing about the Institute is, you know, if people could just follow you know, institute folks to the entrance and exit, they wouldn't be mysterious. Nobody has ever seen where the entrance to this place is. Yeah. No one knows where it's at. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, you know, you're in trouble. We need to find somebody who knows about the Institute. And uh, he's just Piper, mm-hmm. you know, again, a mandatory, like you have to meet Piper. Yes. You know, uh, when you come out of Fort Hagen, uh, we get one of the, the best moments of the game um, <laughs> as the brotherhood, brotherhood of steel uh, airship, the Pridwin, 
uh, which you said Pridewood earlier, which makes more sense. They pronounce it Pridwin, huh? Which is really strange. Yeah. I, so um, I didn't do any of the Brotherhood stuff, so I don't. I, I don't know how to say that. Also, I know it's a Poe reference, but I've only ever read it, <laughs> not heard it read to me. Yeah. So yes, the Pridwin. Uh, yeah. They have this this gigantic airship, uh, this balloon. The Pridwin uh, comes overhead with vertebrates launching from it, and they do this announcement. Yeah. They're like, you know, do not resist us. We have peaceful intent. We're not going <laughs> to interfere with you. Yeah. And. It's, it's as I cannot, uh, you know, talk about how cool it is to come to this kind of brotherhood from fallout three, uh, the absolute crime that was the brotherhood in fallout three, Yeah, you know, this version that like people are rightfully scared of, Yeah, you know, cause of course they fucking are. They come in, they, everyone's wearing power armor and has laser turrets and shit. And they're, they're demanding tribute fascists. Yeah. You, you, know? you are less than them for like very inscrutable reasons that they have no, uh, they, you know, they, they, they have no desire to explain to you. Yeah. It's a freelance military that showed up. Yeah. Like, um, that's not good. You don't want a freelance military. Yeah. You, 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 know? you, you cannot like cast a literal shadow over the entire land speaking louder than God, um, with yeah. a, a huge ship that is launching, uh, ships that are bigger than any ship that people have seen. You know, like just yep. like you know, vertebrates launch from this thing. It's a it's a mobile fortress, is what it is. You yeah. can't say we come in peace when you come like that. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, uh, I really like it. Yeah. Um, and you, you get a mission to go talk to the Brotherhood mm-hmm. uh, if you want. Uh, the first time I played through the game, I did the Brotherhood quest line. Mm-hmm. Um, here, uh, the actual like meat and potatoes of the quest are not super great or interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can run to them. You can run to their actual, their expeditionary force early as well. Mm. Um, in, uh, in one of the towns yeah. and the, uh, and kind of learn about them. That's where you meet Paladin dance, your companion character yeah. uh, for this. Um, we're not going to talk about it in detail because neither of us did it. Uh, or I, I did it for this playthrough, but I didn't make notes mm-hmm. and I, I don't think you did. Yeah. Uh, his storyline is, is cool. Yeah. He is a big generic, like tough dude, but it turns out he's a synth mm-hmm. and the brotherhood, uh, hate super mutants, ghouls and synths. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. human supremacist. Yes. And, uh, dances is really conflicted as a character. And I like when he finds out he's a synth and he basically is like, yeah, I should die. Mm. Like he's so convinced with his morals that he's like, you know, I know everything good that I've done, but it doesn't matter because of what I am. And you have to kind of convince him to live. Wow. Um, it's, it's a pretty fun moment. There's also all these amazing ways you can fail it. Hmm. Um, if you go into the thing and then leave, he kills himself. Oh, which wow. is sad. Huh. Uh, and you can lie to, uh, elder Maxon, uh, who is like the grandson of elder Maxon from fallout Two. Hmm. Um, you can lie to him and say that you killed him. No. You get a promotion, which I think is very funny. Cool. Uh, you you can also bring Dance out, and Manson is there, and it's a really tough dialogue check to convince Manson not to fight him, hmm. uh, where you have to fight him and turn the insti- or the Brotherhood against you. If you do, it becomes this kind of secret. Like he's like, you know, as far as we're concerned, you're dead. Hmm. Uh, but otherwise, he can execute him. Yeah. There, and all that effort could be for naught, and he will be like, "Are you going to follow o- orders, soldier? Or do I have to put you down as well?" Hmm. Um, you know, it's pretty neat. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a cool quest line and it's fun to explore the Pridwin. Um, there's a bunch of cool characters on there. There's a, a lady who works on their power armor mm-hmm. who is missing her legs. So she walks around in a power armor frame all the time. Oh, huh. Uh, like neat, just neat little detail bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean like the, the, the way that they changed, like this is the, this is the same chapter of the brotherhood that you met in fallout three. 
uh, like it, 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 it was run by lions, you know, to a certain point, but they like went back to the insular way that the brotherhood kind of, kind of was, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like regular, you know, we're the, we're the good guys, lawful good paladins, uh, kind of, you know, kind of deal. Um, and yeah. the reason they came here is because, you know, as the brotherhood's remit is to, uh, secure, um, pre-war technology and monopolize it so that nobody can do another nuclear war, you know, like they see the synths in mm-hmm. the Institute as a, as a threat, uh, basically, um, that they need to get under their thumb. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and the brotherhood to me is good when they're dicks. Yeah. Uh, the Brotherhood as good guys doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't be like no. they, they're they're monopoly they're they're single issue voters, and you can't be a good person to be a single issue voter, right? right? Um, you know, and they're they're explicitly kind of fascist here, yeah. Uh, down to Maxon's like alt right haircut <laughs> uh, that that he has, like yeah. it is it is a military organization, and it is about th- imposing that kind of will, yeah, on the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk about all the factions being shades of gray, you get to decide whether the good of that outweighs the bad. Right. You know, is that kind of order that ver- like somebody's going to be occupying the Commonwealth, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the end of this, do you want it to be this powerful force that are, that are hardline, you know, black and white morality, uh, people. Yeah. You know, it would be an unquestioned good in in Fallout Three to have the Brotherhood take over. So much so that they end up running like the water plant and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here it is. It is much more ambiguous, mm-hmm. and the ambiguity uh, owns. Yes, to me. Yeah. So, um, so uh, you can yeah. go. Uh, there, 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 there's that. Um, you can go talk to Piper. She has no idea where the institute is. You know, if she did, she would, you know, tell people she's got a paper, sieve, basically. Yeah. Um, but um, our conversations, it opens up this possibility. Uh, there's this place over in Good Neighbor called the Memory Den, a place where people can uh, go back and revisit memories uh, from previous in their lives. We don't have Kellogg's brain. We liquefied Kellogg's brain, if not uh, when we shot him in it. Uh, but then when, when we did when our we little future, when, when, yeah, when when we uh, did when we field dressed him, uh, I've got a working theory that most people have wonder glue for blood, <laughs> and I'm going to test this hundreds of times. Yep, <laughs> I only need to find one. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be treasure in one of those turtles. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, uh, so we don't have his brain, but we have, uh, the cybernetics that we got off from this neural implant. Uh, so we can go talk to Dr. Amari who helps run that place to see if we can, um, uh, dive into the memories Assassin's Creed like to learn the Institute's location. And that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, you know, we got into a, a good three hours. Three hours is about all the appetite I have for recording. Mm-hmm. I have to eat and drink things. Yeah. Um, I'm playing survival mode of real life. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the next episode, we're going to be wrapping up uh, the main quest and starting in on the side quest and faction stuff. Yep. Uh, that, that goes into this game uh, before eventually handling the DLCs and the like. Um, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. If you're uh, listening to this, if you want to hear our episode on Far Harbor and all of the bonus episodes... Uh, that we have go to patreon.com slash duckfeed tv and check them out yeah uh you get access to a ton of stuff uh at this point uh we believe it is a uh, it is a good value uh if you can't do that especially with uh holidays and stuff coming up you can always leave a rating review um uh, and tell your friends uh word of mouth is uh is is, is all we got as far as uh, as far as spreading the word 
Yeah. If you have things to say about Fallout 4 or any of its myriad uh, aspects, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have anything to say about January's games, which are Super Mario Brothers 3, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, or The Sinking City, uh, write those in. If you have things to say about multiple games, please break them up into separate responses. Yeah. Um, and as a reminder, we uh, tend to favor shorter responses that are very specific or about novel experiences uh, that you have had. Uh, general, yeah. like uh, uh, broad reviews, uh, you know, tend to uh, tend to be cut down uh, just so uh, yeah. we can make uh, make make the best uh, dispatch up episodes we can. Yeah, it's just, it's just not the, uh, uh, the the place for it. Yeah. You know, start a blog if you want to just write a general review of Fallout 4. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to sound mean, just, uh, you know, just, we, we want to get your specific thoughts. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, uh, duck stream mm-hmm. coming up, please save the date. Uh, please watch it. It's going to be December 17th, 18th and 19th. Uh, please donate. Please do. If you're able to, yeah. uh, regular highlight of our year, really, really fun. We have fun stuff planned. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, it's going to be a good ass time. Raising money for a good cause, the Transactive Gender Project out of uh, Lewis and Clark College provides uh, mm-hmm. education and resources for trans youth, their families, and their communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably about it. I think so. For us right now. Uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we will see you next time. Yeah. And until then, what can they watch out for, Cole? Watch out for that 50-minute man. Oh, also, uh, happy Thanksgiving if oh, you celebrate. Ha- yeah, this comes ha- out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Um, uh, please yeah. uh, celebrate safely and um, come back to us. Yeah, yeah, and and the fifty minute man. Yeah, yeah, avoid him. Mm-hmm.